and I talked about uh, vain repetition. And really what that's about is, is that if you look into religions these days, uh, all you really see is the repetition of what someone else says and what someone else is about or, or what's supposed to happen. And true gnosis, of course, is the ability to be able to pull this right from within. And there are many that, well, was, no, there's not many. There's some that you get synch synchronized with, so they're saying the same thing that you're saying. But there's a small percentage. And then in that percentile, you can also tell, like, who's on the quest with you. And this is why it's very uh, easy for us to see who we are, like who each other really is, not what you can type, what you can blog, and, and what you can vainly repeat, which means get it from someone else, put it in your works, and then say that, you know, just go off like it's yours or whatever. But then the interesting part is, is that because this is given so freely, this is an inexhaustible wealth, it's important for anyone who's doing that to realize that if you do that, then the problem is, is that you'll be copying off someone who's still gone several steps ahead of what you're copying off of. So to gain the gnosis for yourself is the key here. So what, what we're really working on is to create the formula that allows each person to tap into their Gnosticism and tap into that, that uh, ability to know because there's other things like the street you're living on, um, the last situ spiritual situation that your parents were into when they went and got everyone sprinkled and all that. There, but it's, all, it's written on everything though. But that deep introspection about reading the symbols in your life, you do have to be an adept to do that. Because an adept, you know, let me just explain, adept is just a balanced being. So when it starts asking the questions about, you know, what's my real name? And then, uh, what it, hum him and thumb him, or um him and who, who, whoever the two crows you got on your shoulders, or whoever Cain and Abel, whatever you got in your temple, start giving their side, literally their side of the story. You have that adept that's there to arbitrate in between because, you know, someone will, will jump out there and say, oh, it's your ego, never realizing it's their ego that's even keeping them breathing. And why it's keeping them still in the game, though, like, because realistically, if you don't buy into the game a little bit, you, you at least need to breathe. That's the first buying into the game. So, but it's a serious game in the tense where try dying in the game and making it back to this one in the condition that you're in. And, and what I'm gonna talk about, I'm gonna talk about some real stuff here. I'm talking about with all the playing around with, oh, I'm not afraid of death and I'm ready to go to the other side and all that kind of stuff. And you know, I'm ready to say anything to anyone and blah, blah, blah. Make sure you're getting is good. Meaning that make sure you're getting on the planet what is really gonna take you to that next stage. Don't be playing around with these people, meaning standing in front of them, telling them different things and getting them all around you. And then forget that, oh shit, this is still your quest. And the lamb on the path is to be avoided. And I wanna talk about these paths because what happens is with the words, and you know, we're master ciphers, like we've been into this heavily for the last six or seven years. And I could just say it as that because what really happens with spells, to break a spell, you have to be a magus or some shit. Like, you, people think that you're just going to break out of a spell just because you heard something from somebody. That's not how it ever worked. To break a spell, you need to basically break a sorcerer's power. So when that's done in your life and in your world, things get really strange for a while, meaning that you start breaking down the words. But what you're really doing is you're breaking and shattering worlds, spheric worlds.
So it's very important then at this point that if you're going to destroy your world, you better have something to go to. And that's why we started talking about the disk, right? It's like the next stage. Like once you collapse a spheric world, meaning how you think the world is, generally in your mind, is as this blue marble. But to change that, because see, that, that's what the new world order is. It's not just some reprimandum and, and mandate that's passed. That's as below. What it really is is the, to change the idea completely of what people even think a world is. Now, not only did that happen with our bodies, where we totally neglect our bodies as even being connected into the world, but it also happens on a much more deeper level, which we're talking about when we think of the world, we think of it as a sphere, a globe, a bubble, right? So if it's a bubble, somebody's trapped inside because no bubble, just like if you blow one as a baby, or you even blow a spit bubble, you will see a sphere around it and whatever is inside is going to be trapped. So the next stage of the metamorphosis away from words or worlds is to get on the disk, right? And what the disk is, and if you want to understand it Kabbalistically and synchronistically and symbolism, symbol, symbolically, etc., it's a craft that's shaped like a disk or a UFO, okay? It used to, it used to be called David, more correctly, Dravid, a DVD, okay? All these are the same words. And on this disk, right, you have an opportunity to leave the spheric world. So then nothing on the spheric world can no longer affect you when you're on your disk. And then in addition to that, you become, I think what they call it is geocentric, which basically means everything is revolving around you. Now, this everything revolving around you is not ego. It's a fact. From your eyes, which you only can use, you are viewing the world as it is rotating around you, people are rotating around you, ants are spinning around you, bees are spinning around you, even the sun's spinning around you. So according to how things really are for you, everything rotates around you. That's the beginning of being seated on the craft or the disc. And then from this point also, as you raise your discs, you issue your edicts and your decrees. Basically, these are bandamus. This is basically when certain things that you don't know are written have been committed against you and now you need to speak to, uh, it's not even a court anymore. It's not, it's not roped off into something. You need to speak with limitless for them to work around the situation that you've got yourself into that's locked you into the past, okay? And this is why I spoke on the last recording, I talked about how knowledge equals the future. The future is knowledge. Because there are many beings that are light years beyond, if you want to call it time, and it's kind of how long you, it would take maybe for you to learn that using this form of knowledge, light, or this form of reception of knowledge, like words, light years beyond where we are, but still on the planet right now, just from shifting their geometry or how they see the world. That's all geometry means. Like, even when I say geometry, people think of pentagrams and platonic solids, and they go into that. Sacred geometry, which is basically the same thing. Never realizing the procession is from the sphere. Now, the spheres in the world are illusions. And that's why the more that powered into the word, in the beginning was the word. Well, shit, that created the illusion. In the beginning of the world, there was an illusion that there was a world. That's how it all begins. And then from that point, these spheres develop themselves. Now, 
I keep trying to tell people whether they want to believe me or not that the beings that are responsible for this, we've been tracking down across multiple systems that they've been doing this in that they're smearing across time. So it means that when the worlds start waking up, they just go to worlds that are not waking up yet. But the method in which they're using is by slowing down your craft, slowing down your disc, so they can board. And what I want to say is I don't want to make an external monster here. I don't want to make people feel like there's something out there that's trying to get them, okay? Even though their actions and deeds every day prove that that at least applies for themselves, that shit, when you eat something that's petrified, you're really out to get yourself. <laughs> when you sign one of these papers and take one of these loans, you're really out to get yourself. Like, so there's really no they. And this is what we need to realize. Like, every person you go to, when they say they, they're going to have a different explanation. Like, even if you ask the bailiff, who's they? He's going to be like, the filthy people that stole my shit and killed my daughter. And you go ask the judge, that scum that came in here and raped then the lady that raped that guy that ran into my house, the guy that ran the house, those people who denied me that education, the people who denied the kids, that law that never, that, that, that government that never had any money, the government never had any money, those people who didn't elect me. You see, so they <laughs> is an ever ongoing thing. It's the scapegoat. So when we get onto the disc, first of all, they doesn't does have any power anymore because there's no more power given to them. You're no longer in their words or their world. Now you're a disc, but certain things have happened. And remember, this is energy. This is a gesture of energy. And I don't think that now I've come in beyond Godhead into my supremeness, and I'm going to pull away my craft without actually balancing. Now, what is a balance? It's a checkbook sometimes. You've got to balance. Like if somebody owes you, mandamus has to rectify all of that. That's got to get rectified somehow. So these are what your edicts and decrees are. And believe it or not, there are as below resonators to all those who owe. And I'll just say it that way. Because there's a lot of notions and there's a lot of things going on around right now. And the people have, because of being storytelling, people can really mix this any kind of way. They can tell you anything. Because how the mind works is if you want to believe something is true, like let's say you want to go to the beach. It'll convince you why you need to go to the beach, which if you don't want to go, you're going to convince yourself, oh, you don't need, we got to go to work early tomorrow. You see, so this is the, uh, 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 the back and forth that goes on in the mind. And to me, hunging and munging. <laughs> These were more of the characters that in, in uh, the Celtic tradition, which is, uh, is still replete with a great deal of, of how this body is configured and how these worlds are configured. These two different characters always intercepting into your consciousness and keeping you off your craft, off your disc, and back into the world, dealing with the conflicts of the worlds. So then in the world, you become God, right? That's why I say man is God. Nobody was clueless about that 4,000 years ago. Because when you come into a world, you do become God. But the reality is, is that God is not the highest title that you can get. That was, that's the trickery. Like, what is, where's the trickery really lying in the words? It's lying in the words of power. Because some words don't have that much power. While other worlds can shatter worlds, if you understand those tones and vibrations. So through the spectrum of words, there are some that do have more power and less power based on division. So the word God, then is a word of power, but when you take control of that word, in the beginning was the word. So now, in this world, 
God is the key player. So that's why you can re-engineer and reverse engineer things like God and trace God really back to dogs and chase, trace dogs really back to Canaan and chase Canaan really back to Venus and chase Venus by way to, French, to France, then back into Africa or Al-Kibulan, which is Africa, and see the Vudun tradition, which gives us symbols like the hearts and gives us an entire pantheon of gods that were later just copied by all the rest of the traditions that that's what they do. They're copies, clones. And this is why you get this behavior in the world, this clone-like behavior, which is when someone will take your work and will take what you say, and then they'll adapt it for themselves because it will give them life to a certain extent. And this is also the potency of the seed. Now, notice I'm saying, I'm not saying anything is right or wrong here. And this is why when we're always searching with umamin and what is it, mungin and mungin, trying to find who's right and wrong, you miss the whole play. Because in realities, which is what worlds are, there are certain mechanics to these realities. And once we start to look at that, we'll start to laugh. Either that or you'll be totally terrified. There's only one or the other. And then when you start to laugh about it, that's when you begin to crack the riddles. And then the riddles, which are ties and bindings, like uh, ribbons, those are inside. So there's not really much external to continuously play around with to a certain extent. And the reason why is because you can change it from another level. And that's why I elaborated on this post very briefly that was put on Facebook about, first of all, when we started cracking these codes, which was in 2008, I wrote the book in 2009, there was nothing really out there based on heavy levels of how the language was encrypted. Then all of a sudden, once we broke that seal, and we broke that seal through high vibration, I'm sure there were many people on this level around the world that did it at the same time or somewhere around the same time, and that was went into a high vibration, which is vivid, you know when you went through one, and sent out a wave that broke not only the spell for you, but also the subsequent use, meaning the other ones that you're beaming on and beaming off of and geolocating with and entwined with. So that's why it talks about if you awaken the oversoul, then all subsequent beings will be awakened. If you awake the planet Earth, which would take you to put back together the grid system that's on here, definitely you would wake all the beings up that are actually more tied into the earth and how it is than spaceman and ether man and woman and how they are. Because if you want to understand the next stage anyway of what we are now, it is androgen. And they have a fear of this. And I, in, in the deeper works, like if you look at Glenn Kelly's work, who who brought uh, the knowledge of the Desmodema script and how the English language shined in the mirror was an entirely different language. And you know how they've been working on this craft for a long time, this Moho Mandan priestess who's basically like a, a bird woman with black wings. And she's the opposite side of the green mother or whatever. This is stuff that people would think, what is this, the RPG? Are you sure you choose? This stuff is way beyond the capacity that we have today to understand what a being could do in its immortality, right? But still, at the same time, when you're in something else's projection, the strongest mind wins. Everyone will live in the nest of the strongest mind. And that's why if you get on your disc, 
then you can become a world builder. And this is what these lessons are about that we're going to be unfolding as Secret Energy. But it's open source spirituality, meaning everyone's work that has been integral to us getting to this point will be featured on this platform in the stages in which the person needs to graduate. Because we all must agree. Look at your hard drive and when you're collecting data. Look at your desktop. It's all a mess. And you're bringing in data so fast, you don't even have a chance to sort it before you're stacking something else on top of it. And then your read folder. Check out your read folder. How many things are in there? Like, I even got the electronic reader. I can understand that. And I'm still nowhere near getting to the bottom of the stack of infinitude. Because it never stops coming. Man, this stuff will come out of nowhere. It'll come out of thin air. You open the door to the book on the ground. What? What's going on here? And it's because you are contacting yourself from the future. What is the future? Knowledge. Now, the thing is, is about your body, okay, that this particular series <laughs> has quite a few upgrades that it went through. This means when you, well, first of all, I got to explain how the past is the future, and this will make it all make sense for everyone. Now, if you think that we are ascending from a lowly state. Nothing, you've learned no lessons in this world. Because it shows you that things of great complexity don't necessarily come from nothing. It's kind of vice versa. There's some om omniscient, all collected everything, and then it starts dividing itself and putting itself into different parts and pieces and sections, okay? So what this teaches us then, and just, just grab this, don't, don't actually accept that as your theory, just grab this, that you were great before the Big Bang. Because the Big Bang is a symbol of division. Something has exploded, now we're all separated. So before that point, we were all together. So because of that, that means anyone who's actually working on their spiritual development and progress if they, think that is, if they think that's going forward, then where they're actually going is back to the past. And the thing is, is that I, this is something that, if you need to ask a question to get this clarified a little bit more, this is the key point to everything, to understand that the, what you're calling the future is really the past. And then once you really, to, uh, really get your hands on that, then you become a time breaker. I call it a tiebreaker. This is when basically the mind is now at a deadlock with itself about whether it wants to be a spirit or whether it wants to be a body. So we need a time, we need a tiebreaker or a timebreaker, something that actually comes in and shows the being that there is something much more grander why it is insisting that this is the only existence, meaning that you are really at war with yourself and it's clinging to this physical reality because it has not yet gandered far enough at times to see that there is another reality that you're building. Now, but here's the thing. It's just like with this world and why all the words were so descriptive and they explained so many things and it was right in front of our face, but we never saw it for hundreds of years. It's the same thing. That that next level you do go to at night in the dream. And let me explain this a little bit because I have an opportunity to see all this stuff in real time, HD. And what happens is, is that when you leave the body at night, where the prana body is going is to the nearest charging station. It's the same thing. Just like when you get up in the morning, you go to the, get the food, 
Everything that exists with this being so far needs a fuel. So at night, what it does once it releases itself from this shell, mainly by the shell going to sleep so it can slip out, is it will go to a charging station that it can get prana from. Now, this is the weird part. Where you are, as far as where you live, the charging stations are certain ley lines around that area. So this is why in the other craft, the other blueprint called Freemasonry under the king, they, you, they built their statues and built shit around there that you have to generally deal with when you go charge. Unless you actually get in there on another frequency, meaning that, and I got to simplify this, it's very expanded, but when you go to sleep at 10 or 11 o'clock, you can guarantee the charging station will be infected because all of the beings that hang out around that time, they're all around that station. And this is what you're seeing, this is what you're seeing in the dream. You're seeing all of the other projections and they're make, them making their way to the same place that you are and everyone's coexisting. But if you go to sleep, like let's say six o'clock, especially if you're not a deep sleeper, Man, you already went to the charging station, nobody's there, drunk, good, and then back out of Theta around 2, two through 3 in the morning, and now you're moving with the prime mover. The prime mover is the first spray of what the day is going to be. That happens between like 3.30, 3.45, 4 o'clock, somewhere in there, maybe even 4, uh, 4.30, depending upon where you are. So these kind of energies, this, these, are the, these are realm dynamics. This is the stuff that you know why we can spend so much time with different things that these are the mechanics to how things work with our bodies and how we remain charged now i'm also one of these people that the system itself has been cracked and it lays itself bare before my eyes meaning that there's nothing that i can't really figure out here if i just don't if i if i sit around for a moment and just crack it now what we're dealing with is something else that i noticed was taking place and this is what uh, i call the merrill lynch <laughs> if you look at Merrill Lynch and how it runs, right? This company's been up for hundreds of years, I think thousands of years now, okay? Because it still checks back to the old ancients, Nazis and all these kind of different individuals. But when they just try to shut it down recently, does that mean that the Merrill Lynch that's right around the corner if you live in New York is closed? No. And it's because to drag that thing down, that entity, it would take hundreds of years because of how it was built, because it was built on a blueprint. And that blueprint was so similar to the body with slight deviations, it allows it to live now, because the body is perpetual. We can actually drink all of our fluids that we're producing perpetually and live forever as long as we didn't eat toxic things, but we won't get into that now. So what happens is, is that with, oh man, oh my goodness, no, I can't lose this. Okay, let me, let me just think, with the Merrill Lynch, Okay, how they designed it off the blueprint. And then how our body functions. Okay, I got to get a moment here because I'm, I'm losing my, my train of thought. And I just need to think about it. Maybe someone can ask a question or something and I'll come back to it. But I got to explain to you basically how when things are developed based on the blueprint of how the body works, because the body is perpetual, then it lasts a long time. So then you can't destroy it. You can't shut it down that rapidly. And then there was something else that I needed to explain to, in that to get me to the next thought, but I'll just take a moment from the entire thing and take some questions. Well, that's, that's the thing what we do here, Savon, is this is where we all learn to breathe and 
Yeah, we call those having a fractal moment where you have this beautiful thing and it just goes off in every direction. It's like, where'd it go? Where'd I, ca- it go? I call it disintegrating right before everyone's eyes. Yeah, live. Nothing like collapsing a toroidal field live on air. You know? awesome. <laughs> and that's basically what we're doing. Anybody have any questions of uh, Savon right now? I'm shutting up. He, he's, he's at the table, so. Yeah, feel free to ask some questions because, you know, this is... See, what, what, like I said, what, what I was also explaining before early in this about, about the ancestor thing is that if we unlock this ancestor within, just our ancient side, since the past is the future, and we'll go back to that in a, in a minute, <laughs> back to the future, <laughs> then we can get the answers that we need as long as we're willing to ask the questions. And this is also where... I'm encouraging people to switch to another side where, because, you know, when you get on the phone, even when you call in, there's a certain frequency that pervades. And it's like, okay, I'm about to, I'm about to call in and I'm about to, and then you even kind of see the conversation and what you're going to say and how you're going to interact, and then you settle into that. But then when you get wild, like if you just say, okay, well, if it's no holds bar, if we're out of the box, if there's, if I just need to know exactly about this, how can you drill this for me? And then when you've got a deep core driller, ancestor, basically someone who's been into the past and been into the future in order to connect that, connect Ouroboros, so that you can see that torsion field, you can see that, and then you can witness it, and then you can see it as a part of your life rather than something written up by Plato or Socrates or somebody, something Eliester talked about. Or It doesn't become like that anymore. It becomes introspective to exactly what you need. And so if you have an open door, though, because what happened is, is that when you have ancestors, there's always someone in the tribe that this is honestly what you already know you're not going to be trying to learn until you're 50 because somebody already knows. <laughs> so all you got to do is agree in life that you're ready to go do that. Do you see what I mean? Like think about the ancient times. It wasn't when the young kid, you know, you're coming up, there's elders everywhere and they know all about all sorts of stuff. But that kid, because of the energy that's going through their body and the planetary movement that they're in, whatever that guardian that they're under at that point, has got them just like you were when you were 15, you know, and somebody telling you that it's in the words. (laughs) He's like, you're right, it's in the words. Those words are Smirnoff or those words are, you know, uh, uh, club level five or, you know, it's all about that dimension. So... There's this notion that we always, always had that, well, when I get older, that's when I'll start learning that stuff. But now what has so many younger old people, because it's just, you know, you come back, then you're ready to get out. So many younger old people now seeking after the great arcana when in the days it was just like, hey, enjoy your life. Wait until you get 33, who cares, 40, whatever. When you're up there, when you start having kids, basically. And then get ready to go ahead and immerse yourself fully into your existence beyond. Because life, as you still witness it, is symmetric. Meaning that in the previous days before the schism, this wasn't a place that you were trying to leave. (laughs) There was no laws and courthouses docked on the land and all this weird stuff. So when that's not going on, we have to admit that it doesn't make the place all that bad. And this is also when you come to Costa Rica, you see how, you know, pieces of what's been preserved, and then you can only gander a fraction of what the planet would be like. And that, that makes a university. That makes a place 
where you're willing to spend a few lifetimes of your immortality to actually learn and experience what? Others. So anytime others starts to become annoying, others start to become a problem, this means that we're no longer willing to learn. We're ready to jettison off this world, and that's okay. See, at no point is there this antithesis, which we always introduce. Like, here's the limitations to what I can say because I can't talk about this God. Or I could talk about gods overall, but I, I still i am with the whole concept of, 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 of uh, the supreme being. And there's basically one wall after another wall after another wall. So this is where we have to make sure, and this is when I started going into the framework, especially the last two months, I started noticing there were certain things that had worked themselves in, certain worms that had worked themselves in just another way. If they can't get through that door, then they figure there's a side door or a back door. And the next thing you know, you're doing quasi the same thing that you were doing before, but just in another way. And the way that I really hunted this down was with dissension. Because dissension, it doesn't really matter how it gets it. If it's Nikes or Adidas, if it's black or white, if it, whatever it can get, it's going to drive the piston. It's going to cause that division so that way it can get the energy that it needs for the day. And believe it or not, there are a lot of things that you cannot see because the vibratory spectrum of the uh, eye is basically 30, 30 frames per second that need energy from that. And this is just what the facts of what we got to face is, is that what happens is what I experience is when the third eye starts to turn itself on, I get more FPS. That's the easiest way for me to explain to you something that they've made so mystical and never been able to really interpret and set for ways that were just obscure for people. But what happens when you activate the third eye is you get more frames per second. So what this allows you to see is that everything is really alive if, if alive means moving. See, somehow we define moving as alive. And then in addition to that, because you're raising the frequency of everything around you, you now get a chance to see what it was like when it was alive, alive. And this leads to loads of data and things about how the reality is constructed. It, like I said before, it teaches you the causes of the effects rather than you just witnessing the effects. It does all of that. So also, and here, here's a big thing, and I'm going to take some questions if there are any. The big thing was is that after realizing all this, because there's tons I still have, like it's, I mean, it's, I haven't even began yet. But what the problem was is that nobody had developed any kind of system or any kind of template that I could go by that actually gives us a really, uh, uh, um, it's a tailored experience of learning this. Because like the lady said earlier, and like Kay said, you can't learn all this in one day. Like somebody, I watch all your videos in one day. It's like, okay, get away from me. because. <laughs> The condition you're in right now, if you try to watch all those videos in one day, you're not human right now. So you need to, you know, wait a couple months, let it soak in, get your ground back on, and then call me back. But the reality is, is that this stuff is paradigm shifting. That's why I call it a disclaimer. This will change your reality into actuality. And once that happens, you'll never be the same again. And because I'm telling you, then I have to take some level of responsibility for that because that's what an adept does. An adept doesn't just, they said, to the other people, adepts are generally silent. That way they can reveal truly the nature of themselves. And this is because in silence, you can listen. There are also anagrams. And in that tense of listening, 
you'll actually be able to really cater to what this person needs if they happen to be in your presence. Because if you know everything already, what is there really to say? And this is the conundrum that I find myself in. That's why you know, I kind of tapered back on the radio shows and things like that and just started getting into straight action. I said, you know what? This illusion, which are these words, are not at all a good, great way of me expressing myself to humanity. So even, you know, 5,000 parsecs in the future when they're examining my dissertations, they may say, well, Alpha 9, what it did, why did uh, Seven continuously explain in the language of English what he really meant when he knew that was not the best form of communication? It was, we don't know. It was as if he didn't know, but he said he knew, and we knew he knew. So what I mean is, is that your form of expression is more expansive than words. And what I'll do now is I'll, I'll create another website, which is almost done, because I'm really good at virtual, virtual reality and virtual worlds and how those things need to be set up in order to get people to learn something. It actually works on very simple mechanics, so it's an university. And I feel like because it's so multifaceted, because a lot of the individuals that are there are all catering to each other on different levels. They're linking and it's connecting them. That's a better expression of what I'm even really about. You see, so that's when I go back in on myself and I say, you know, yeah, yeah, I really like what you're saying. But the problem is you're saying it. And you know, like I know, to express this truly, you're going to have to go beyond words. But don't fear, because I know your mind's going off into the, oh, I'm coming up with this weird language or how am I going to do it? It's that there's other things, like they say art. Everything is an expression of art that you can put together, and it takes time, though. Like, this stuff, the other part of, uh, of what was discussed earlier, when you're trying to get it all in at one, one moment, you can also try to express it all at one moment and work very little on the presentation in the haste as if the world's going to end tomorrow and they need to hear what you have to say in order to save themselves, you see? Like, these are all the other programs that are running. Instead of going over it, and stepping out of it as your own projection and seeing if it's pizza, meaning seeing if everyone really likes it or not. Because what we can really design, and this is the challenge, like I'm not telling anyone what they have to do, I'm telling them what they get to do. The challenge is, is to, to design it in a way that is appealing from what people have learned to be attracted to, but at the same time, instill within it the core of what it means to progress. And that's the only thing, like uh, what you guys were talking about earlier with copyrights and patents, that's what that kills, is it kills that individual being so tied to their expression that integrity starts coming up and they start looking at it from other people's point of view. It's like, when, I get, when they get in there, I want this to be nice. I want, them to give ev I want to give them everything that I have, like all of this expression, and I just don't want to give it all to them so that they're confused by it. I want to put it all in this right category. See, this is where, how you talk to a lover. And that's why like, those people, they say, oh, I love you so much. I'm like, oh my goodness. Even the word love now has come to a strange meaning. Love means you prepare something for me. It's the way you do someone you love. Let me, shoot, I'm going to make sure they're going to love this. Remember the first times of love, like, and that's what it really means. You're over there working out. <laughs> When's the last time you worked out? You're changing things that you never thought you would change before. Like, that's love. And so these expressions of love can't come through words or illusions. And so these are certain things that I started feeling in, in, in more than, than thinking. 
were the linchpins to why things weren't working <laughs> with the overall progression of how spirituality is really affecting the world, uh, a positive or balanced spirituality affecting the world versus uh, Sator or basically the will of life, um, the, the constant grind in a tense. And so when we begin to create things in love, in balance, for each other, giving it like ro roses on a platter, you know, and, and not making too many walls and impediments by at the same time not decreasing its value by giving it all away. <laughs> Think about that. In every relationship, if you give it all away and there's no value to it, then the person doesn't see the value. But when you administer it piece by piece with care, then they, see, they get more attracted. And so these same kind of dynamics, and that's what I was saying with everything, a cypress, a cold breaker, can do it with everything. It doesn't, it doesn't need to be just words. It doesn't need to be just art. It doesn't need to be just the mind with everything. And then that's what brings us into life. So instead of celebrating birthdays or celebrating getting older, I mean, that's, these are the components, instead of the language, the actual actions that are backwards. Not, not just the words are backwards. The actions are backwards. So then to stay, to be a time traveler is one thing to get outside a time where me and my buddies hang out. You just be in the moment. Now, I'm gonna explain the moment to you. I'm also explaining to you how to feel the moment, okay? You have to go to your computer and you have to look up in your area, when is the day and night balance? Now, they actually always know this because it's used for other things, but some places will be like 1121 on your clock. It's never 12 o'clock. <laughs> but at 1158, exactly night and day are balanced for a moment. And in that moment, any intention that's bought for, anything that's conscribed, will contain the energy of that moment. So the thing about the moment, though, is that feelings at times take you out of the moment. And I'm talking about you should not feel. I'm just explaining to you. When you have feelings, they generally pull you to the past. Oh, that person. I can't believe. So where are you? In the past? So watch feelings, because remember, even positive feelings can do this too. Oh, I can't wait for tomorrow. Where are you at? <laughs> you're not here. You're at tomorrow. So time Lord must always remain present to break time. Being in that moment, that floating point when the heart is beating in, beating out, or, or is it expands, contracts. You know, Cain and Abel are going at it, but you're still on the throne, not in the temple. So this is, this is the dynamics to this, and there's a love for this. And remember, I'm, I'm 35 now, I'll be 36 next month, and this will weather in. This will nurture itself. You know, you get me 50 and 60, even if I'm looking exactly the same because I didn't cracked it again, but then it'll be a different message, but it will remain simple, meaning that the message may not consist of a bunch of words. It may consist of only actions. But this is the kind of things that I feel like if, if some people write me and they say, oh, you know, I'm listening to your work, that means they've accepted me as some level of their mentor. And as a mentor, this is what I'm saying, that get into the expressions of life, love life, and actually see what it has for you in this university because the nature of this, the true nature, has always been to educate. And I'll tell you this also about the planets or the other illusions. Now, the thing about illusion is it always has two sides because illusions function on duality. So this means that there's always a positive and negative way to see everything. 
you can actually change all the words to how you see them and form and fashion them into something entirely different. And this doesn't mean that you go and talk words and, and try to do spells. What I'm saying is, like I was saying about Cain, Q-A-H-E-E-N, Cain, the queen, Rebus. Meaning what they're trying to explain to you in this word, you know, before it tumbles down time, is that the being that everyone saw as their leader was actually an androgyn. But as a metaphor, that's why it's an androgynous angel, as a metaphor, what it's really saying is the stage that we were at before we became divided and then primarily one gender was at a stage that was like the king of everyone else. So these are metaphors. If you bite onto it with uh, humim and thumim, then it goes into all sorts of division and then there's all these stories. But if you just see what it actually is saying, Surely a being that has both of its masculine and feminine sides and balance is greater than a being that doesn't. That's common sense. And if we don't start accepting those kind of things and we elect a God over us, meaning that we now have something that we can't define, we can't figure out, then we remain in dominion. So to escape dominion, it is to solve the riddle of gods, solve the riddle uh, 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 of the supreme beings, those kind of things. And that's what we've been delivering. And I can't remember, especially within the last four or five years, a conversation that we've had that was devoid of that. So still remember that what we're all doing is we're working here to build something that is going to make life greater and our experience greater. And as long as a person has that, and this is why I'm developing this new website is because, see, what happens is it's like beautiful birds. If you put them in a cage together, they start picking off each other's feathers. First of all, if I'm on the bridge, but you really work in engineering, what the hell are you doing on the bridge too? I mean, after a while, it's kind of crowded up here, meaning that everyone does have a unique special ability to bring together in the whole. So if there's overlapping going on because we have so many worlds, so many words, you just need to create perfected microcosms. But if you got overlapping going on, meaning no one that knows, I don't know if you should put that Scorpio in there with that Capricorn. Meaning on a real celestial level, things that just don't work together unless you put out the balancer. That's why some of the most powerful uh, and most lucrative level of knowledge for companies was there were a few people and a few companies that know how to assess your entire workplace based on their schema and then tell you what you need to add in order to balance out that environment because they're looking at it from that level. We can't even stay together long enough for that to begin to go on. So this is what secret energy is. It's the glue. It's the, the actual um, the skeleton in a tense, the backbone to how we all stay together without getting on each other's nerves, but we also get the maximum expression of what we can really do because all the learning and the training is so introspective to a person changing their life. And I'm not gonna keep going into it over and over. I will walk through some of the levels as, you know, if individuals don't actually have any questions right now, just, just to understand just from the levels, how it makes common sense that this is how you would wanna progress through knowledge. And guess what? You can never get enough of it. Meaning that if you reach level eight, the bridge, and there's a level zero, so that makes a total of nine levels, and then you happen to go back to the netherworld as a bridge, every time you go through those cycles or circuits, 
you'll get stronger and stronger and stronger, just like a tree. And you'll be able to elaborate in intense more and more and simplify things more and more. And when you have individuals that are contributing with that real-time experience in their lives and putting that data into not only other people, but also into the platform and perfecting things, well, I really think you should have this level over here because it's kind of obviously that you wouldn't know how to do that until you know how to do this. Oh, you're right. See, that's open source and we make the updates. So when we start working on that, eh, we'll be out of here in no time. Because the reason, because the reality was, see, I'm not, I'm not joking with this. People think that it's a game with me. Like I'm just here to sit down all day and get on live stream and talk about stuff. If I feel like, especially when, when I have to watch Vice News, because I need to know what's going on everywhere. So when I see the realities and what's going on in some of those other realities that I can either choose to ignore or I can dive back in. Those get me to a point of saying, okay, okay, all right. Well, I already know who I am. So if I evoke myself and go to another stage, I can end all of this, all this suffering and all this imbalance. When you take that responsibility back on yourself and don't collapse under it, and then you really start driving in the horsepower, meaning you actually go back into your mind and say, in your body and your soul and say, well, how are we going to accomplish this? Let's not be facetious here. Let's not be stupid. If we really want to make a go for this, because remember, we're in this. This is what... This is what I do, to, this is what goes on in my mind every day. Every day, it's never stopped. We're in this because, so just don't think of it as you, those other people out there, because you're in this crucible too, and as long as you're here, they're doing it on your watch, and guess what? If you leave from here with those kind of memories on your disc, and you didn't do anything to rectify it, then you're gonna repeat it, you're gonna repeat it, because it's all just a part of a big universal disc of lessons. So why don't we go ahead and graduate, but with flying colors? This is why I agreed. Personally, to myself, I said, you know what, I'm going back to school. I said, I'm going in again. I'm going to start doing all of what I know to do. And I'm going to drive this thing even more, meaning all of the stuff that I know to be doing in my body and to pump that in with being on shows and also meet with people and have conversations. It becomes a lot if you make it like that. Whoever really said what the limit was, shit, last time I checked, it was limitless. So if you don't feel limitless, that means there's some kind of, uh, 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 what do you call that? Uh, well, basically, there's something inside that has not yet agreed. And so that's why also there is another role that you can play with yourself in the role playing game where you go back in on that that didn't agree and really start handling it. And like, OK, well, look. If, it sounds like a person talking to himself for a prolonged period of time. But look, if you don't agree to do this, then we're all going to be stuck anyway. And this is crazy. How many, I don't even know how many lifetimes we've been here. Look, nobody knows what's really going on. This, I, I'm pretty sure if it was wired down this tight, probably the next one of these is going to be locked down even tighter. Then who knows if the spell we've even broken. So I say, let's go ahead and just take it all away right now. Now, what do we have at our disposal, excluding nothing? Because every time we take something off the list and don't figure out how to turn it 180 degrees into balance or 72 degrees or a parallax on 12 or whatever it's going to take. Because I told me, I even got a job from the devil. Hey, heat up that shit over there because it's cold. You see, this water over here, let's go ahead and filtrate this. And let's, you see, all these elements must come back to serve themselves. And this, all, this transition is all going to happen inside of you. There is no other place that it's actually going to take place. And this is why there's always a day. If you try to get other people to do it on an individual level, do what? 
I mean, did anyone actually break it down in the levels yet? You're in a world right now where the highest level of knowledge in its, in its, in its uh, progression into the minds of the people hadn't actually been developed as a complete system yet. That's just what's happening. We do have key cream knowledge about how you emancipate yourself back into, a soul, into sovereign ranks. But that information is at, let's say, 40, 50. At, let's say it's a, 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 it'd be conservative here, or, or let's even be generous, 100,000 views. And then about 5,000, if it was that many, or 500 that actually understand what you're saying and understand that that actually is supposed to be applied inside, not to, now I'm going to go down and tell my grandma. And now she's really going to learn that all of that stuff that she knows is not true. And then once I'm done with that, I'm going to go down to the Christians because I just listened to a show last night about how that whole thing was false. And I'm going to go tell them, and where are you? You're not inside. Because the ones of us that are inside, what we're actually doing is we're working on this on the level that it's all admitting from. And that's what actually keeps the gnosis going. That's what keeps, you know, Kate... Three, four in the morning, bam, here goes another one. I'm going to shoot, let me roll over and write that down because, you know, when I say I'm going to remember it. <laughs> but it, it creates that stream. And see, we create that. So what I'm saying is, is that since there's limitless, I'm the guy that harnesses limitless for what it really is worth. And I'm not saying that, oh, well, but I can't say that. And, oh, it's you know, I don't know if we're going to do that tonight. And there's no limits to this. It's about whatever comes out right now, right with what we're doing, because that point, once it's done, I don't really need to reflect on it anymore because where I'll be will be away from it. It'll be in the past. And then what will happen is, is once I get this thing perfected, it will actually all be with me at the same time, meaning all the feelings, all the emotions, all the great times, everything that ever happened good, everything that happened balanced, and even some of the bad stuff to make the bad, good stuff feel even better, well, I'll, all be a, I'll be aware of all of them at that same moment, and then people will think that I died. <laughs> Meaning that the height of your energetic potential means going into a higher vibratory frequency. What that looks like on death is that you've stopped in a tense. And let me explain this very carefully. See, what happens is, is that as you're going through these higher vibratory frequencies, the world as you know it is responding to you. So the reason why anyone that may have not got onto that frequency yet may think that you're gone is because you won't be around them anymore. And this is a deep level of, of understanding where the progression goes on here. And that's why you need more than one person. You need several people going on different levels of the ladder so that we're all present. That's how we connect. Like they talk about, oh, let's create this, uh, this grid. How we connect is people from all levels. And that way, somebody doesn't have to stay on lower level or nether world because there's just nobody holding up the nether world. The nether world collapses and all the rest of the worlds. Are, you don't have that kind of thing going on. So I'm talking about real-time levels of spirituality and us being responsible for building those levels because we've come to the awareness that they don't exist. And that, that's the main thing, is that I'm just saying that in this world, all this beautiful knowledge that we can share, and, and a lot of it's still here, a lot of the artifacts and things, are, the pictures are there, and everything's there. If we don't take time to share in that, then we forfeit, we cheat and rob ourselves of what the real lessons are here. And then the only thing that they <laughs> are doing is just distracting us from it. Meaning that 
all of these external things to focus on is just distracting us from the beautiful things that we can share with each other. So that's really what we're dealing with with the secret energy is that it brings those beautiful things out. Like it's not just a platform that says, oh, here's a forum and, and here's a chat box. Go at it. It's a fully curated platform that says, okay, look, every night we dive in to get in real time uh, what's going on in the universe. And guess what? We got Sister Sarah with us, meaning that you get people coming that really have locked into their abilities and know how to do what they do. And then you have a system that authenticates what, because this is not as hazy as people think. It's like, well, I don't know, the spiritual world and it's all different. No, 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 no. There's some real mechanics that you'll know if Sister Sarah is gandering and playing around and going to tell one of her stories or it's some real-time, real information that connects in with what's going on. And this is why different times, personally, I'm always directed to hone in on certain beings for greater understanding about what's happening in, in, in the planet and, and what's going on at a certain stage. Like just recently, it was Anubis. And just really understanding that whole mythology and what it really means because when you how do you get into worlds like people need to understand you get into worlds through wombs so all of these animals that you see here have wombs or have a, a portal that they can get into this world in, by for some reason and then when you start seeing that okay well why did the supreme beings also create what we call nighttime and nighttime creatures these kind of things so basically what you get is you get the full spectrum of what's just taking place in the worlds. And then you're like, oh, okay, well, that's how worlds work. Let me get back on my disc. Because when you're ready to cut off the illusion and you're ready to, to, to uh, ascend from that in a tense, then you get onto your craft and you get into a whole other geometry and you start working on yourself from the level that you're on. So that's what I was saying, the breathing in, breathing out. You're coming into the reality. You're doing things with different people. You're a world builder. You're maybe an oversoul. You're a bridge. You're doing something like that. And then... When you shift into that other character while you're still living into the dual sun body, you shift into that other character and then now you're out onto the astral plane and you're experiencing things there and you're continuing your growth. And so this is, this is what's really being introduced here. And uh, it's by all means very serious in the sense that it's real. This is not just uh, uh, something that you know, somebody's just coming up with and it sounds fanciful. And, uh, and I believe, like I said, it gives life in every tense, because it gives a person the energy back. Instead of them feeling that the glass is half empty, they feel like it's actually not, there's no glass and that there's so much to expand with, but they don't feel like also that there's a pressure to, to get that expansion. But here's another thing. If you create something, and this is a part of the platform, that there's nine levels and there's chat boxes to those levels. And the people who are in level eight, let's say, on the bridge, you can guarantee yourself, if you get up to level eight, which is just something that you need to work through, that you're going to be able to interact with individuals who've also spent that much time, spent that much energy, and spent that much sincerity at getting to that point. And that is so important to, uh, to me as far as connecting people with, other than the troll that's going to just kill your whole ambition. I don't think you're right. I think you're talking from ego. And then, bam, all of a sudden, you're just like... What are you telling me I have ego? Like, I already went through the whole thing. I destroyed the ego. And, the, you know, so you're basically going back into yourself versus having a real conversation about observer mode, having a real conversation about merging the poles and harmonic conversions via polar opposites, how you really work alchemy on realities. Like, so you can get into your house and be like, okay, this thing is totally not alchemically inclined. Let me go ahead and get me a little bit of 
Ufaz gold, and then you know the correspondences to that. And so that's what will, will give us, well, I wanna say it'll give us our power back because we already have it, but you know where I'm coming from with that. And so I'll tell you again, the only thing that we ever had is what these people are calling magic. And with that, we don't need anything else because we have the limitless. So we can just project it right from our mind. And remember, forgetfulness is the enemy of faith. So if you keep forgetting every time that you had those near misses and those sudden, that, that for sure death, except for the quirk, then it doesn't allow you to realize the power that you really have at your disposal and that you can harness. To get a real deep introspection is just think at night that if there's atoms in the body, this thing is sitting on so much power, but you can't harness it. And if you don't believe that that's true, look into the reality, like some of these plants, these plants are catalysts for our body, especially kicking off all sorts of chain reactions with the DNA, but you don't know that. <laughs> so that's the same thing. And so when we start connecting those things, it'd be like, well, shoot, so I know to access it then, like I can't act like I already know. I need to start getting into myself, humbling myself to myself, not to anybody else, you're gonna bow down to nobody. And really start sitting in there with yourself and say, well, what do we really need? What do we really got here? Like, what's up, Catherine? Like, what's happening with me? Like, so where are you really at in this? Because, you know, I need to know. And when you do that, you take yourself out of those, like I said, the dualistic role. And then you come in as like some parent or something that just returned. Make the story up. In Limitless, it doesn't matter. It's all true and none of it's true. And that's Limitless. So you can get in there. It's like, look. I just moved in today. Um, <laughs> I'm looking at the place. It's quite a mess. You got a lot going on, but that's okay. We can get this thing sh shaped up and everything as long as you're willing to work with me. And this is how I go back in on myself. This is how I go in on my reality. This is how I went in on God and I had the opportunity to, to meet the guy. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, this is how I went in on all of those consciousness that become at walls sometimes, ice walls. So separating ourselves and keeping us trapped and keeping us binded, keeping us frozen, keeping us, you know, in stasis or in clipoth or in what's called the illusionary worlds on the tree of life. So that's, that's really all I have to say today. You know, we've got about 19 minutes remaining. <laughs> oh, you don't get off the hook that easy. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you'll be like, okay, not again, not again. <laughs> <laughs> I, I gotta tell you, man, I, I, you see, what, what you give me, what a beautiful gift you are, because what you give me is the exact same greatest story ever told from a completely different point of me called you. Yeah. And you see, and what you were saying about the resonations with, with those that are as dedicated, sincere, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, you see, this is the joy of this table when you come to it, because you're talking to those already, right? Yeah. Yeah. That is the and that's what allows that, that resonance to be... You know, and I think you know, I get always the feeling of uh, preaching to the choir. It's just my time to stand up and, and, and do my, oh, root, no, my no, root no. solo. I do that every night. <laughs> I do that every night. I preach to the choir. You know, seriously. I mean, look at people who go to church. Right. Uh, aren't they preaching to the choir too, sort of thing? Right. Uh, and then I, I don't think that there could be anything uh, negative about a consistency of this kind no. of, of message anyway. I mean, seeing that how much we can ingest uh, during the day that's completely related to something else. But. You know, I, I really, you know, I, I'm working again just to express myself through words. And we already talked about that early in the conversation and how much I'm a fan of that, mm -hmm. especially these days. But uh, more than anything, what I'm really, what I want to express is, is that 
I'll get back in there and I'll do whatever it takes. And that's what people need to know from me is that I already know that there's some, there's, there, there's some weird stuff going on and there's some real powers that can be accessed and just perfecting that is really where we're at now. And I think that that's what's happened with all this, what we've cracked into is with the language and what we've cracked into with mantras and what we've cracked into with ethnogens and all this stuff is that, okay, well, we know it does something, but we can't actually narrow it down to what exactly is it doing. And, and then it becomes now that it's not that that can't be done. It's just, and that's what I meant to say earlier. Okay, bam, it brings us back to the Merrill Lynch. So what happens <laughs> is, is that, so how, when they, des- so I, I love that. So when they designed this thing, they designed it based on a template because that means that it can actually run like the body runs. And so when we get together, if we don't use that same template within our body and how, what, never reinventing the wheel basically and the real runs infinitely limitless, how we can apply that to how we're structured, that's what they, <laughs> I'm gonna introduce they, I love they because it's like the floating component in a mathematic equation that's hard to solve, okay? So what they know is people are devoid of that kind of organization. That's not a class, that's not a public class, that's a private class, how to organize, how to get people together so that they can work together where, you know, think about it, what's the common integer today that when people have to work together? money. So what ends up happening is someone is either not getting enough. I thought I was going to get 50%. Like I was one of the first people in this. Look, you guys are using my works. Like these are what I wrote. So it it becomes this whole thing about, well, who's going to get the real credit for what was developed? Because, and this is why, because at the denomination, right, that's the common denominator. Because at the end of the day, who has time to spend hours on something and have rent? It's not even possible. It's just not possible. So it's, first of all, it's not even to fault anyone. And that's the other thing, because a lot of people go on a defensive about when you talk about, well, how are we going to develop something and nobody's getting paid? Because how is that lady going to leave her child so downstairs and get on the computer if she's going to be the one that's supposed to do the accounting when? You see, so it brings up all this. And this is why I said, you know, this is an AstroQuest and we're not a charity. Like, this is designed already so that it's, it basically substantiates itself. It actually pays for itself. It will run long after I'm gone if it has to. But the reality also is, is that we're not devoid of actually uh, being intelligent and understanding within our circle of what we've developed, which is rapidly expanding, which is people who don't want to purchase with the oligarch, don't want to get involved in working with them, to actually be able to do something that's been developed that actually fulfills their career, meaning gets them into something that they actually really want to do by using their same expertise, but also links them with a network of conscious people. So again, we're not talking about it because I've heard these conversations before. Oh my goodness, have I not heard them from individuals jumping forward? And it's going to be for all of us. I mean, I think most of the MLMs start off that way, especially as a nutritional products. But the reality is, is that it's not designed really like that because there's no common integers of knowledge, something that has a value that's not money. Like with Bitcoin, something that has a value that's not money is trust. So what happens is, is that when you have a platform that the value, like what I teach you, and it's not just the spiritual knowledge, and what we teach each other, we can go anywhere with and make it because this is what it takes to make it. Now, the only people that are gonna know that, and this is one thing that we gotta understand about how life dishes this thing out because this oversoul's got its own thing going on, is what happens is is that if you want to be courageous, 
if you want to learn courage, no one's going to sit down with you in a room and keep telling you the word courage and the definition of it, expecting you to learn it and what it really is. Oh, courage. And this courage is this. And then they give you a bunch of books that this person was courageous. This person, what have you learned about courage? Let me show you how silly this is. Same thing as if, if you're trying to learn how to be a woman and you've never been a woman before. So if the person comes up and says, well, look, I'm explaining you everything about being a woman. Until you live the life as a woman, you have not really had that experience yet. So what life does is it'll serve. You want to be courage? Okay. You're going to be a warrior. And we're going to teach you this life true courage or else you're going to be a coward. One of the two. Bam, we got courage covered. Okay, you're going to be life as a woman. Now you're going to experience how to actually carry the load of the entire universe and, 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 and the, and the, uh, the de developed worlds. Okay, you're done. All right, here you go with this. And so those kind of real life lessons, because there's still one overall grand lesson to be learned. First of all, here's the choices that you think you have. And here's the menu. Meaning that if you say you want to be this, then that's looking at a menu and saying, okay, well, that, that's what I choose. But don't be surprised if there's more choices that you didn't know about. And this is why I kind of backed off of, for a while, like affiliating and all these kind of different things, because I said, you know, first of all, I need to hear the whole scope. Like whoever said that I needed to make my decision right now about what I was going to do spiritually with my entire being, seeing that I have immortality. What I would like to listen to first is all the sides and hear what's really going on. And when I took that development in my life, that's when I realized that all of them were saying the same thing. Like all the religions and all the customs and creeds were basically saying one thing, give me your power. <laughs> and then once I realized that underlying myth, no matter what it was, I started seeing everything disguised as that. Let me have your power. And so when you unhinge that and you become an empowerer, meaning that you actually, that's what you do, you distribute power. So that's why I was saying, like, if you really wanted to invest in your future, you would invest in what drives the future. Like, what, what is the future running on? Like, everyone's, I guess, on plastic and oil and credit cards around here, but what are they using in the future? Surely it exists. Knowledge. It's the only thing. Like, it op it's, it's called the poor man's uh, wealth. It opens up a gate directly to the highest stages that you can ever reach this knowledge of balance. So if you invest in that and see it as going to school for a little bit, and I'm just gonna take this last 11 minutes to take you through the levels and why I, I decided basically to put the levels in this order, it uh, may change. Seven, mm -hmm. seven, uh, don't, don't feel pressured. We roll over uh, for an hour so. Oh yeah, um, I, I you know. Can stay on, I, know you, I know you know that. You can stay on as long as you want. Uh, the only reason I was, uh, jumping in is to one let you know that and two in case there were anybody i know there was one thing that uh, now don't lose track of where you're at no uh there was one question came up um uh can you ask savon to explain the part about joining the now moment uh they go into he said something about going to pc and 1150 11 so again about the now moment sure like in every area in costa rica i can even look at it now you'll you'll see that there's a midday and they tell you the time of midday. And it's very precise. And what it'll generally be is 11 something or 12 something, but it's never 12 o'clock. And at that point, light and dark are balanced. And it only happens for a moment. But in that moment, if you just absorb, 
like turn everything off in your consciousness and just be in that moment, you connect with something that is the, basically the key to the whole thing. It basically allows you to become perpetual again. See, <clears throat> all we're talking about here is getting to things that we know is, are real. And when you examine the whole scope of, of what perpetual energy really is and how it's created and how do you get outside of time and what creates time, you basically get to motion and no motion. And that's why the ancient name supreme for the supreme being meant no motion, no wave. And this means, you know, definitely not a word, not a tone, not a vibration. That's why I say, well, before the Big Bang, there was no sound because all those developed senses weren't even developed yet. So this is just reverse engineering what we already know to be as facts. And this stuff gets physical, gets metaphysical, and it gets all of that. It, it covers all those goals, but it's, you know, it's just as factual as me. And you see, I can't deal with anything beside this. And that's why, like, I, I can't. And the reason is because if you start dealing with this stuff, you get crazy. And then you come off to people a whole different kind of way, and you may not even know it. But I, and I have to deal with those kind of people on a, on a decent basis because it just comes with the territory. But realistically, what I'm saying here is, is that if you don't balance all this stuff out and ground it properly and put it in its right place and by using logic at times, then it, you can fly off. And this is what I was explaining about the difference between a snake and a bird because they're both the same thing. They're just on a different part of the evolutionary chain. Snakes would be the past, birds are the future. The scales of a snake are the feathers of a bird. And this is, this is uh, um, um, evolution, uh, but even deeper than evolution, this is gene gene genealogies. Uh, you know, I'm looking for the words, but this is basically how it really works in nature. So birds become snakes, or excuse me, snakes become birds. So that process alone lets us see that there is a, especially in the symbolism, there's always something being said about the lower stage and the higher stage. And then understanding where you're at in those stages, even the body, the body, the lower half is actually the snake and the upper half is actually the bird. And, and then when you see how the body is configured, there's even microcosmic versions of that same thing. But then it can switch over into something entirely different that equal, well, what you would think is entirely different, but we equal that same thing. One pole, black, another pole, white, so that it can create everything in between. And here's another thing, like the brain has three, three uh, squadrons to the brain. So it shows us that the, the brain is actually not created as a dual force. It's created with the intercessor. And it's just about us, and I think that that connects into the pineal gland a lot, but it's about us awaking this intercessor or arbitrator within our own lives to balance out these two forces and to use them for their true purpose, which is to drive our vehicle. They are the chariots. And it's just only when you get you know, uh, uh, polarized, and so meaning that you're actually uh, preferring one over the other, and then you start figuring out which one's good and bad, and then you're going to fall down the steps. Like, it's going to go ad infinitum. You can keep dividing it. This is like talking to somebody who always complains about everything. Like, it's, they're never going to highlight. Like, they can sit down right there and eat some fries in front of you, and then they, and they eat the mayonnaise, and man, these fries are cold. So then you're asking yourself as an optimist, why didn't they just say, man, this mayonnaise is good? See, because it's, it's really, you can tell little simple stuff. Like I can sit down with a person, I've got to say anything. And I can tell about their entire consciousness from what they just started talking about for about 10 seconds. And then, but it's not a mystery though. <laughs> That's the other thing. It's like humanity has gotten so normal in every tense that they want people to be normal, right? That 
it's not rare, nothing rare really coming out of the mouth these days. Like you either deal with the extremes when a person has just lost it damn near and they just think you lost it too, or you deal with a recluse in a tense or a replicator or a clone. And then you just feel like you're dictating. And so this kind of thing, you know, I, I get creeps in dealing with worlds like that because that's not how it has to be. And so what's been developed is, and I'll just explain it here, uh, really one for the first time, um, but first, everyone starts off, and I do too, as I've all, every time I go around the circuit, and I do this quite often, I start in the netherworld. And it's because I'm a big fan now of building from the ground up. And, and it's just because I, I feel like the higher worlds can uh, do without me in a tense. Meaning that there's all those higher worlds supposed to be beings and people. They have a, a, all the same issue. They don't want to go to the lower world. So in order for me to graduate those courses, I understood that it meant, or understood, excuse me, that it meant, well, actually to understand, it meant to go back down to that foundation again and to actually make sure that you have it all correct. And then it, there's a fun in that because you learn something new each time. And so with the netherworld, which I call level zero, it's like the what, when, why's, where's, or the w's or the wilderness. And then as that begins, you learn things like, and I, and I talk about in those courses about um, your real name. Uh, I talk about, uh, or I'm in, and, uh, and, and really that what I explained earlier in this conversation, the inception of God, like when God is created within you because you become an inhabitant of a physical world. So you become a physical world or a dev or a God. And from that point, now you're in the crucible. And that's why they show God always chained down and Titans are chained down because where they're at is they're in pre-Zion or prison. And once they're in those prisms, now they need to go through what we're calling now evolution, but basically going from snakes to birds, going from the old jugger, the old serpent back into the, the, uh, the winged one or, or the non, in the non-gendered one, right? And then I start talking about uh, the world that the world's as, uh, or excuse me, the words as world and the truth about languages. So, you know, we cover that whole thing, but mainly from a Kabbalistic standpoint, because, you know, the, cob the cabals and cables, which are basically the, the programs or the discs that run in individuals' minds, are, are way more ancient than just the English language. We're just beginning to explore the English language. But when you look into, uh, especially in the ancient Arabic languages, you, you see it directly that there's a reference to, uh, uh, they're always referring to the fallen one and they're always referring to the red angel. And they're, so basically their entire uh, language is built around some kind of experience they had with some other kind of being. And so, and this being demands a great deal of worship and it's built into the language. So. Uh, we, go, we move from there into the mechanics of divisions and the dual sides of a planet in order for a person to become um, what we would call um, someone who has the panencia or basically the, the, the vibration rod of Hermes that can actually balance anything by slamming it with its own energy. We call that the Wu Wei. And this is basically what a person needs when they're in the netherworld because they're facing such massive uh, programs and eidolons that they need an ability to use that things or energy that it's gained from them. It uses energy against it and to a certain extent for their, for their benefit. And that's, of course, when I, I kind of talk about signing off from God and disavowing and all that. Because this thing is, you know, it's very serious. It's just, you know, a person doesn't realize that until they at least get a few levels up. In the netherworld, you're basically buried in mire. So a lot of stuff is conf confusing. Um, but this is still part of the universe because that's what that means. Universe is united in conflict. Or uni, meaning together, versed, meaning against 
So together and against, and this seems oxymoronic, but that's how the body is configured. It's all together, but there's multiple different parts of the body, and they all got their own things that they need, and some doesn't like other kind of food, some needs air, some doesn't use air, some you can't, you can't put air in your veins. You see, so all those kind of things, that's the universe. And then, uh, so we go into a little bit of deprogramming because there's a lot of MK Ultra programs definitely running and still running from an old Rainbow Bike commercial or old video with Max Headrooms. Like some of that shit's still open, you know, to be quite frank. And some, some uh, decoder has to go in and actually close those programs down. And, and it's good that all this is not, all this is done where we're all together because we're all learning these together and you're interacting with people who are learning it with you. But it's also not all on one person, i.e. myself, to, uh, to keep elaborating on one thing and to handle one person at a time to work out their little issue or their, their small problem that maybe other people don't have yet. They can find a commonality with other individuals that may experience that problem and also begin to work that out. And then we can have other people that oversee that working out that may have graduated from that themselves. So. Um, we talk about the similarities between the ocean and outer space. And all this, mind you, is still the netherworld, of course. Um, and these similarities between the earth and, uh, excuse me, the ocean and outer space is something that people need to really, really uh, get into their framework of how to build worlds later on by understanding that what we're calling outer space is really what, what, what the ocean is. And then to explore outer space is actually synonymous with being able to go to the depths of how deep the ocean is. I mean, think about it, ocean swallows up whales. So how much of the ocean do you really think there is? I mean, there's quite a bit. And then if you understand like many of the beings that live in the ocean, especially with the depths of the ocean, they've been there for, it could be hundreds to thousands of years, large cephalopods. And I've had an opportunity to even see some of these beings, especially on the astral plane, and just what they're projecting, meaning that these beings are sitting down below where, where sun can pitch, people, uh, reach. People need to think about this kind of stuff. The ocean's so deep, there's areas that the, the sun can't reach. And the water that's down there, it's undescribable. Like this water is like alive. You can put it somewhere. It's so teeming with the minerals and it's like amniotic fluid, but you know, in its original state. But for the world, the world's amniotic fluid. And the beings that are living in that stuff are so massive because it, it just, you know, it's nothing but life basically. And their consciousness are projected so far I mean, it's just like one huge brain. And I've only been able to think that what these beings are are somehow uh, oversouls in a tense, meaning that they're learning from the collective experience of all the beings that are living on the planet because that's what they need in order to, to be able to, uh, to get to their next level. You see what I mean? It's like you're having trouble managing your life. Uh, at a certain stage, you attempt to manage hundreds, if not thousands of lives simultaneously so that way you can take in all that energy and understand the, that entire experience and then coalesce it back down into one quirk in order to get to your next stage, right? So the next uh, part of that is um, about dominion. And that's a big key because the netherworld is still under the dominion of the moon. And that's why the water is so affected by the moon's energy and it's salty. And you know that gets into an ancient story, but not just a story, but ancient facts of what took place here on the planet and what the moon or Nanar really is, and you know why the, uh, they're still Allah, and, and why they swear up and down that there is no other being beside that. And it's because they had an actual personal experience, their lineage with that being, and that's what you know that whole connection with that that religion is. And so, in the, the conjunction between Venus, which is the pentagram, and the the crescent, which is the moon. And so, um, but that's, that dominion is very key because it shows how until a person gets out of dominion or gets out of the worship that they'll, or worship, 
that they'll always be tied into this never-ending feud. They call it the never-ending war. They used to talk about this in ancient books, ancient texts, and even some of the fairy tale stories about a never-ending war. And that never-ending war is actually taking place even on the planet right now, like with you know, factions such as Sirius, factions such as Orion, factions such as the moon or, or in, in that connection with Venus. And, and it's just a power struggle. And those power struggles emit from energies. So those energies affect us. So that's why some days you get up and you just feel like going into it, why some days you're more peaceful. And, and this is the dominion, okay? And so what, I what you really need to understand about this stuff, because many people don't even get this stuff and they don't even have the books, they don't have the time, they don't have the power, and et cetera, et cetera. And sometimes they don't, they don't have the will, but if we have someone that has it, then we'll use them. So what this is really about is, is this is about that in the Venusian traditions, which comes out to us later on as voodoo, it talks a lot about the houses, meaning what makes a person like a certain way. And like, let's say for instance, this is a Scorpio. Why is it most Scorpios this kind of way? And especially if you could peg them down to the date, you could peg them down to the time, then you got some people can read a whole horoscope and it's just like the person, why? And it's because they're still under guardian in that, they're under a guardian in that university of 12, okay? And a, and a silent 13. So this means that basically under dominion, you get these lies where, oh, you're Leo, now you're acting like that, and now you're a Virgo, and now you're acting like that. And then because each life that you're born in, which is basically the lessons that you're learning through that cosmic wheel, then you actually are, are, are uh, emanating that energy, that guardian. So in Voodoo, if a person is, seeks to tap into their guardian, which they cannot choose, and then once they choose, then they cannot unbind themselves from, because what they do is they basically awake that astrological position or guide within them now. So if you happen to have uh, a bad guide, which in most cases it seems like that occurs, then a lot of uh, uh, torment befalls the person, meaning they have bad luck and all sorts of weird stuff going on, while some, which is what you see in the Hollywood industry because they know how to cast very well, is they'll recruit someone that they know has good guardians this life, meaning that the, the astrological position that they're actually in this life from completing previous universities is actually one that can that does have a lot of power, does have a lot of traction, does have a lot of intelligence, and then they'll recruit that being into there and then unlock that uh, uh, that emission. But remember, with all these guides, there's a good and a bad side. Even with what we would call the bad ones, they're polarized that way. But there's always a good and bad side. So they can actually, through mirrors, reflect that person's bad side from them by thinking, let, letting them think that they're doing something good with their life and their career. So th this is when you get into the rear mechanics of, of celestial bodies under the dominion. And then what, what's known is, is that the dominion is run by the moon because the moon was a ship from beings that do this all the time, meaning they create worlds. And that that particular craft is basically what makes people have <laughs> reproduce. And, and that's why the moon is connected to fertility. So when you have one of these kind of crafts, you just dock it into one of these areas with a large amount of this teeming water and then it just starts to cohabit with itself and then boom, you got a world. So that's what the craft really is and it's gotten very complex because of different things that are being used on the moon now uh, to spray certain kind of emissions. But to continue, and this is just still the netherworld, um, it gets into the connection between the current, meaning your money, and, and, or your energy and your currency, meaning your money and then the energy in your body. And we talked about this on a few occasions, but we talked about how, you know, some people denote, well, shoot, if money is based on Kundalini and a person rolls their Kundalini and, 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 uh, and that's how they got a lot of money, 
how do you explain like rappers? And how do you explain like Madonna? <laughs> like surely these people couldn't have raised their Kundalini. And then this comes the misconception that Kundalini is always good. Remember, <laughs> these things have two sides. Everything has two sides. So there is an inverted Kundalini. And this is when one sends all of their sexual energy down into their legs and activates this more serpentine, goat-like, dog-like side of their character. And then that turns on also their current because their current is now moving. It's not stuck in the cossacks of their spine, but they're always traversing in netherworld behavior. And this is what you're seeing with the stars or basically the as below resonators of the stars or the rats. Um, so we get into that and then we close it off with archons and eidolons because you can put all these things back in Pandora's box when you're done playing with them because after a while, you start to see one underlining thing. There's always something coming out of Pandora's box. Now, Pandora is the earth, so you know what her box is. And what happens is, is that through the multiplication of beings through six, which is sex, this multiplication creates tons of different things and there's so many different variations, it basically becomes what we think is limitless, but it's not really limitless. There is a certain limit to choices in a physical plane. And that's why all collective projections always have limitations versus when you learn how to world build, you build worlds that don't have limitations to you. Let me explain why. Because if you build a world and then someone else comes to your world, how do you know they want water? How do you know they even want animals? So this could cause a conflict. So as a world builder, always has a few worlds to retreat to in their mind that they can better habitable and that if something happens like their termination on the physical plane, oh glorious, because they just pass into one of the worlds that they create. It's, this is the mechanics behind professional reincarnation that it's called. Um, again, closing down that lesson with really Egypt and uh, really the what's called Lower Egypt, which is another world, and that's why you get all the traditions with the gods and the Nubis and Jesus and all that, so all netherworld stuff, and it's because that particular uh, area was an area where if you lost someone and you wanted to see if you can catch up with them again, that's where you would go, and it was supposed that those people that were running those cults there could tie you back in with your someone that you had lost. But then as um, Eliphaz Levi discovered, which was, you know, a remarkable work. I mean, it's not something I would recommend a person to, to go look into because, you know, you just have to have a, quite a few layers of skin. But the reality was is that Eliphaz realized in Goetia, which is bringing back spirits from the dead, that it was most of the time, almost 98% of the time, deceiving spirits. And this means spirits that are disguised as the individuals that you really love, telling you what you want just so they can get their point across to you. And then in addition to that, he also talked about how once you do that, though, one time, you open up a certain kind of gate. And people need to understand that when you draw these stars and shit on the ground, you're not actually drawing it on the ground. You're drawing it on yourself because the ground is a mirror of you. So what happens when a person does one of these kind of rituals, they open up a gate within themselves, and then what they've become now, to make it very simple, is basically like a cell phone for the netherworld. And because just like iPhone 6, everyone wants one, you end up becoming disturbed by a lot of forces that are just trying to get you to contact other people that they have you know, some kind of communication or some kind of information on that they can tie into this web. So remember, netherworld's like crabs in the bucket, every bit of chthonic creatures and attempts to pull one down into a dead but dreaming state, meaning that low frequency but somehow still alive. Um, to conclude it, and that's just the netherworld, but obviously I go, I'll tell the titles of all the levels, but I can't go through them now. 
is to close on the cult of death and to understand how for a while what happened was is that people started being afraid of being immortal rather than uh, what, contrary to what most people think, you would think that immortality would be what people would covet. It was actually opposite once the cult of death, which spread throughout the world through the Western culture. Look, if you go to the SARS, okay, because this is where you have to look and see what really happened to the matriarch and what really went on, and it really connects you with the SARS. And what the SARS had done is that they had, if you look into even an old, old Russian, old Orthodox, which is where the Christian story really came from, okay, this version that everyone's looking at now, once they stole it from the version that was in Nubia, which was the original version, they basically created the cult to death and then wrecked themselves as czars. This is really what the papacy now is and what the Jesuits really are. And you can know that they spread all the way to the West because if you look at some old pictures of the czars and you look at their shoes, they're wearing spurs. Now, nobody was wearing spurs except for the people that we call Westerners or what we see in the Westerns or the cowboys, okay? So the cowboys were the ones that were duplicating what they found when they went to Nubia, which was basically the worship of the cow, who's Moloch. And so what you're really seeing is that the con you're seeing a consistent replication of one religion that has kept all these beings all under dominion, and that's the land of the West, the land of death. And so... All this is, in, again, that's the netherworld. What's next is the foundation, because, you know, in the netherworld, it's, which is a free course, it's basically to, to let the person know, look, you know, this is not a game. This is what's going on. You'll be able to go verify this everywhere, but we're going to see what, if, if you really got what it takes to get, to the, get your foundation together. And we're, of course, encouraging you to do that, but it's also a lot, everything has to be the truth. Like, I, I can't deal in lies. So once the person goes to the netherworld, then they have an opportunity to start their foundation. And that's level one. And found, what foundation is, is basically building that person's foundation so that they're able to launch this rocket off later on. Because you don't want to launch off a rocket or go into higher states of consciousness without any root or any foundation to stabilize you. Um, again, the next field, and I'm almost done here, is um, actually, are you still there? Hello? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay, I, yeah. No, I, was just, I just noticed the time was over the thing, so I was like, wait a minute, I mean, I'm talking oh, to myself. No, no, don't worry, okay, well, don't, don't, <laughs> don't worry about it. I, I didn't even mention when we rolled over. So, no, so carry okay. on. Okay. Talk as long as you need. Get this out, baby. Because I, oh, one thing I did want to, you just mentioned about the cow worship uh, in terms of um, Gog, uh, Magog. Mm -hmm. um, okay. Mm -hmm. uh, so here, here's an example of the, uh, the Kati, that's the spirit of the law of truth and consciousness, L, right? So uh, that would be the, um, for me, the negative aspect of it. Mm -hmm. Cattle, if you want to call it that. And see, the thing is, if, if you are consuming cow, you are actually devouring it and worshiping, worshiping it mm -hmm. at such an incredibly high level. It's consuming you. Right, exactly. And, and you're right on with that because really what happens in all consumption is there's an entwining of the DNA. So, I mean, people just need to realize you are really what you eat. And it can, it can be, you can be twined for a time and a season because nothing's forever. So what this means is, is that certain things you can eat and it'll be in the body for a long time. Like even drugs are like that. Certain drugs, you know, it's like takes, you know, six months to get it completely out of your body. Basically, what is, what is really being said is the cycle that it takes to get out of your DNA. So what really was gone, going on with the, the cow worship, and, and this is really, uh, or the sacrifice of the cattle, is it really ties into more of a deeper metaphoric story of woman sacrifice. 
and, and every woman can identify with their sacrifice. And it's, and also, and I, and I only can give parts of this because we just don't have time to elaborate on it, but when you study ancient mysticism once again, you realize that when Solomon uh, went to meet Sheba, that she had a hoof foot. And that if you go back to uh, Sheba or Belchis, she was residing in Nubia, although she was known to be a, a, a vassal from, from the Arabian countries. But basically, what this all sums up into is, is that that basically that there was really, uh, from what we see with Taurus and Pleiades, a half-cow goddess of some sort that utilized its womb to bring forth its son, who was known as Menelik, which is, gives us uh, MLK, uh, which gives us also Moloch, okay? And, and bought this son forth as the king. Now, this is also why Mary has her son, and her son's supposed to be king. All these, all these stories come from one original story of, of Tammuz and, 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 and Nana. And these story, this story is replete. It goes into a deep introspection about basically uh, same thing what you see in the Sophia tradition, where Sophia brings forth Yaldabaoth. Like Yaldabaoth, of course, is the, the chief archon and the chief malevolent force of Gnosticism, but its mother is the one that birthed him here. So this is the same thing with Moloch, that Moloch, uh, uh, as the king, was still birthed by the mother goddess. And so, you know, her whole relationship with this child ends up becoming the saga that people lived in for, for long periods of time and that they were under that dominion, okay? And that's why on Sunday, and when this is supposed to be the sun, it's dom under domingo, which is in Spanish as another word for dominion. So really what this is, again, is just the worship. And you, you don't, that's why it's able to spawn into so many different religions because it's all the same concept, bow down, worship. You have a king. There is one that is over you, one that is greater than you. We say nay. There is no greater. Like, realistically, I can't, I can't load that. It's what I was like. I can't, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't mesh well with what I got going on. Like, maybe there's one greater on your world, but where I'm from, we're all great. And we're all collected. And then also remember, with this knowledge and intelligence, you're able to span it out into reason. Like, well, I can see how we all were great at one time and then how other people just thought that they were great. And I can see how it all unfolds. So, and then I can also understand that when, when you have benevolent beings, which are not going to use force, and then you have malevolent beings, which will pick up swords and words and all sorts of stuff and hurl them at you, then you will get a world with majority of the people being in that way because they all the other people who are not that way won't be in that world people think these people perish and leave like this is this is a, uh, in every tense it repeats for the individuals who stay stuck in it but for the individuals who triumph over it they never see it again so there has to be some exit point. Like, like the guy said, everyone's going to have an OBE. So maybe if you want to have one now, then you should maybe start working on that. But that's what happens when you die. You have an OBE and you come out of the body. And then based on how the structure of your mind and what you know to be the truth, as default, you are a world builder, but you have been, you took another blueprint though. And that blueprint could be the Temple of Solomon. That blueprint could be Metatron's Arconic World. That blueprint could be, uh, um, you know, the, the many different man mansions of, uh, of the Upanishads, or it could be a, a Virilikin, for all we know. Meaning that what happens is, is that if you go into anything devoutly, 
and you start to really accept the mechanics of it and you could you could start manifesting that in your next existence and so the thing about it is is are you building perfect worlds and how you would know that is if you get into this world and you're already having ideas and uh, babies as i call them that you're not taking care of this is a sure sign like if you're not sovereign yet and you need someone to help you do something this is a sure sign that you're not capable of building a world yet and that's okay because now what we have is we have the ability to teach ourselves how to do that. We should learn that. And this is also why it ties into the riddle of Cain uh, being the first child that Adam and Eve birthed. Because when they listen to sex or six, who's the serpent, <laughs> that, that basically that they uh, birthed the child, Cain, who had as its birthright another serpent uh, or serpent mark that they didn't know how to control. And then that's why Cain later on becomes synonymous with Yadabeo. All these are the same stories of, of the same thing. And that's what you start to see as you, as you go through the netherworld and you go to the foundation. And then once that collapses in a tense, like all those merge into each other, now you're ready to deal with plasma, which is the next level. And the plasma is basically everything about physical creations, like the, all the flora and fauna and where it really comes from, incubation systems, circles and coils, uh, uh, and how cycles can make you go psycho, the difference between 2D and 3D as it really exists, and how numbers can make you numb. Like we, we talk about carbon C60, how do you trap a life form, uh, a carbon-based life form into a buckyball or basically a spheric world? We talk about the papal or basically the pulpal or in its connection to the papal vu and what the Mayans were really saying about Dagon or Oannes, which is basically some kind of cloud being. Like from what I've been able to see is that nothing dies but it can remain in our sphere if it's still on that frequency so many of the beings especially from the chthonic traditions and and really what started as the cult of dagon are the clouds and i can't explain to people how that all works out as far as the mechanics except for when you think things it goes into the clouds and i guess that's why in computers they say oh well it's stored on the cloud so where is all of your data being stored it's not in your brain and you figure that out when you have an out of body that you're conscious thinking but you're not in the body so where's all this data being stored about who you are in the cloud so if you don't feel well maybe the clouds don't and this is why there's cloud busting you can actually based on how you feel change the directions of clouds and that gets into time changing time because when you really see what the clouds are somehow the clouds and and again i i have a hard time explaining this but the clouds affect what goes on with people daily and what goes on in that sky and there's something there and, I, and again i can't hone it into anything further than that they're just larger life forms and that's the space that they're choosing to use and that's the kind of uh, uh, material that they are made up of but there's nothing separate from them and us there's somehow a collective going on meaning what we think becomes what you see and this is a big thing to when we turn the tides on this is as people start to feel balanced they'll start witnessing days with no clouds because all this stuff is obeying us. And that's really what they were saying about the whole Temple of Solomon and why Solomon used demons to build the temple. What it's really saying is, is that there was a use of stronger forces or more uh, 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 what we would say is foundational forces, uh, elementals, in order to build what we are now. And people may find that weird, but when you go and eat a piece of chicken, 
you're using one of the basic foundational fundamental frequencies, cows, all these kind of things. So until you rise from that, then you remain in that certain state of consciousness. And that's just how it is. Like I got accepted, everyone else uh, doesn't have to do anything really, but it's just one of those things. You, you choose your fuels. You don't go put in uh, a, a regular gas in a Bugatti. So why, you know, into, into a light vehicle, you go throw in some, some, uh, some sludge. You know, it just doesn't work out like that. So, and then also there's karmic connections and there's all these different things. But remember, that's dominion. So again, nobody's saying anything wrong with this, but prepare for it to go on for a long time. All karmic worlds are worlds made out of flesh. And that's why level two is all about the worlds made of flesh and everything you need to know. Level three is ethereal. And that's when we really start getting into the mechanics of the best methods to activate the third eye, because by that point, the person has a, a pretty decent foundation in knowing uh, what can happen if you, whatever you think you can actually see and actually begin to project how the reality or, uh, around you is affected by what you think. Um, it, we talk about the various uses of ultraviolet light, especially when crossing into the future and then uh, uh, fast forwarding the brain so that way it, uh, it can run more circuits to get you other kind of data. We talk about, um, about you know, different parts of your path. We talk about the prism and how to collapse it, the nine realms versus the seven realm concept, which is actually not true at all. Uh, the hidden realms, which are basically called white and black. That's why there's the, that kind of symbolism within most of the secret societies. We talked about alchemy and monatomics. That's when we first start getting into that because you start seeing an underlining uh, uh, knowledge going on with alchemy that if you understand what alchemy is, it's basically the study of the body, but on the deepest level because all of the, the parts of the body, the organs, et cetera, are alchemical crucibles. And then at this point, you start realizing the power within certain species uh, and also within man and, and, and especially within germination, which is basically creating a seed from all of the trash that we can eat, meaning that what is in the semen is this distilled form of life. It's basically a seed that is compressed. So the level of energy within that substance is extremely high. So, you know, we get into the mechanics of the excrements, meaning the different things that are coming out of our body, like the urine and those kind of things and their properties. Uh, and I can just give you a piece of this and it gets into stuff that, you know, unless you're on level three, it won't make any sense. But in the ancient times, you would see uh, older people drinking the urine of younger people and uh, mainly male and female and match up that, that, uh, that uh, gender, meaning that older women generally drunk the urine of younger women because it contained all the estrogen and different things that they needed in order to, to keep themselves feeling young and sustained. Why, same thing with the younger man. Younger man producing hormones and all these different things and it comes out in the urine, the old man eat it to give him more vigor or drink it comes to give him more vigor. But basically there was a high level of knowledge of self-maintenance that there wasn't a much of a leaning and depending on other species in order to sustain ourselves. We generally got to a certain point. There were a few allies you had as, as you basically consumed as least as possible in order to kick your vehicle off and to keep it regenerating things that you can consume yourself. Then you would eat your own tail in a tense, the real Ouroboros, and you would be able to self-generate yourself based on your own excrement. Then at that point, you don't have any dependencies. And then how this actually manifests as an androgen uh, is basically that you don't go out to find, to replicate. So that's a big thing. Remember, the androgen doesn't go out to replicate. And that's one step down. Now you have to go out to replicate, and that sheer motion creates conflict. And that's why there's a you know, never-ending battle between the male and the female. The male has to go out and try to find the female, and, or vice versa, or sometimes the same, et cetera. But just that whole act 
is a part of having to go out and find something that actually is within. And we know it's still there, it's just not in balance. And this is the key. Remember, the earth's on wobble, they tell you it's not a balance. And then also because if you come out and you're primarily one race, or one gender, excuse me, then there's a sign of imbalance there and just take it as it is. Um, so we go through that level and then we basically get everything that's related to the ethereal planes covered so that a person can get to level four, which is vast phase. And vast phase is basically the last level of data in, in a tense of you know, needing to learn more things. And that's actually what vast phase means. It actually means you know everything about the Kabbalistic worlds that were created as faces under the Archon. And, and this is uh, something that you know, we don't know how long it's gonna take everyone to figure out and who cares, you know, we figure it out now, but basically what the archons were symbolic to were the organs, because what we're really feeding in our body is the organs, not so much as our, where our real consciousness is. Our real consciousness doesn't actually consume. It's so small that it couldn't eat anything anyway, and if it did, it'd be very small. You see what I mean? It's, it finds its strength in not being large, and, and so, you know, that, that's another lesson. But that, we talk a lot about... Um, about that in vast faces, basically how to uh, gain all the all this knowledge and put it all into the same uh, story in a tent and tie up all the you know tie up all the loose ends and then collapse it, and then that's vast face because again all known worlds from the top of the sphere all the way back to the bottom you should know what's going on. And the next level is level five, which is the oversoul, and what an oversoul is basically capable of doing is you upload yourself. So rather than being on this tentacle, which is called the silver line, which is ultimately like a, a, a failsafe uh, for you completely losing it. And this is why, you know, if you die, the tentacle is like an anchor. It will rope you back in and reincarnate you and reload from the oversoul, which you're storing data to right now, all of your data from where you work currently and you'll go with it. So when you become the oversoul, you upload yourself through your silver line and then you go into the craft. Now the craft is, is passive. It's not actually thinking like what we think and moving like what we move. It's actually just there. It's like a hard drive of some sort and it's connected to all of the people that are on your biorhythm. These are like the other versions of use which you've seen from time to time. And then from that point, once one uploads, that one can download to all of its subsequent cells that template of what allowed it to become an oversoul and then all the oversouls return so all the different divisions of yourself become all collected back into the same being and once that happens level six begins which is called clear face because what happens in oversoul position which is really where a lot of the depths have gotten stuck is that you have so many lives that you're connected to and so many things that you're aware of it is a vast experience and that's actually what the planet is doing right now it's actually still in oversoul phase and so what happens is if you don't know how to do clear face, clear face is when you wipe program and wipe the whole program and leave it to load when you're faced with it again. So you become a mirror. <clears throat> clear face is really a mirror. It's a mirror face. It just mirrors back whatever is going on. That way it never comes out of its balance. And what happens is when you're in oversoul mode because you're always trying to choose or choosing and, 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 and analyzing and storing and 
you need Clearface because that can be quite overwhelming and also overwhelming for other individuals dealing with you. And that's why Oversouls have a tendency to be off somewhere by themselves and also, but multitasking. Hello. <laughs> this is because the biggest preparation for Oversoul status is multitasking. When you start being able to do several things at one time as if you're operating on a quad processor and everyone's on a 486 of some sort. So uh, Clearface gets a person through the whole Oversoul mold and actually allows them to, to understand and that you can collapse all those various programs of yourself and operating all those things in that way and then go into yet another stage. Uh, then what comes after Clearface, which is basically the ability to learn how to shut it off and how to stand at the, what we call stand at the gate. This is basically like riding a surfboard. It's being in the moment. And like what we talked about earlier in the conversation, that takes a lot of training. So it's about actually maintaining that where you're not loading any programs so that way you're on ultimate charge and then that way, when you fire off, like if you something, because most in any time with Clearface, once you get into that mode, if something interacts with you, it's because it's supposed to interact. There's never any uh, clog in the filters, no bugs in there, no glitches where you're interacting with something that you're not supposed to. You're way beyond those kind of spheres. And so what happens is with Clearface, you learn how to switch the mirror on. And in that way, because Clearface is, is really, and in these terms may sound strange, but it's really an instructor, but can instruct anything. Even some of the most ter ter terrible beings or some of the most benevolent beings, Clearface can instruct them because it's only showing them a mirror. So whatever they have gotten into, they see that reflection back, but with imperfection. And that's what Clearface is. Level seven is the world builder because what happens is, is that you're, all, you're now getting prepared for the next dive because all those stages one can remain in, even all the ones all the way to the netherworld. But I believe in a constant projection. That's just, just what, uh, what I'm into. Some people may choose to get off on one of these paths, but I'm always looking to take my ship off and then be able to land it again. Like I'm not the guy who takes off without landing gear. And so uh, level seven world builder starts getting ready to land the craft again by because you understand the mechanics of, of building worlds, you can actually build a world and individuals that you're synced with, and this happens a lot within the platform as it's created, they can actually visit your world. And it's just like picking up the phone, yo, you know, meet me tonight. And it's literally like that where as a world builder, and that's why in the movie Inception, which means to birth from within, that they created a world, or actually they needed someone who to create a world, they needed another architect. Because when you look into, again, the ancient knowledge in step by step, and I was even shown this in the astral, but you build a world and you like we start there. I was told to start with a bathroom uh, because there was uh, in this one particular bathroom, all these different insects that were embedded in the wall in wood with great complexity. And then I was like, man, this is complex. And then the, the being there, another version of higher self was said, well, yeah, but I know every single one of these like, and it was different, a different one. But the moral of it was, is that when you world build, you're so um, focused in these worlds, you know where everything is. That's the only way you can build a world. Like, there's, not, there's no holes in your world. Like, we don't need to use the restroom and there's no bathroom. We don't need to get a drink and there's no water. And this is, these are key components to world building is that there is a real cycle of worlds and that's in alchemy and that's also in your body. And so all those components you learn how to bring into uh, an inner world 
in the different components and dynamics that will function as a real world for you and what you want, the vibration, the frequency, and the correspondence to the vibration of the frequencies in that world. Last level is level eight, which is the bridge. And that's basically becoming a, a harmonic uh, conversion for polar opposites. This means that when you have one being that's polarized on one level, and the bridge is really like a three degree of separation kind of being, meaning it's the being that if you need a connection somewhere, you can get it through the bridge. And I function as a bridge in, in many tenses in my life. And I think we all, all of what I mentioned today, we all do one of these things and, and a lot of these things at one time or another. And, but we don't give it enough accounting for us to start to say, okay, well, this is that phase. And this is this one because we're still going through these circuits. We're going through these seasons in our body all the time. So it's good to, to get some mapping going on so that way we can know what territory we're going into next. And that's also what another big part of this is, is that once we map out our consciousness, because all of what I mentioned today, and if a person slows it down, thinks about it, they'll find a lot of uncanny connections with their past, present, and future with this stuff. And so what I'm saying is, is that this is just an overview. And, uh, and, and what was presented, if you get thousands of people working on this and saying, well, actually, if you really want to understand about alchemy, you know, I actually was, my father was an alchemist and he read the, he wrote the H. Mesoraph and this is his transcripts. You see, so what you get is, is you get for that particular level. And that's why, I'm, let's say level three, alchemy monatomics 101, right? Or I call it version 1.1. So then if someone through the open source platform knows more about that specific subject and has something to add to that, we make those updates within the curriculum-based system that we have. And then we highlight that for those who've been through that ethereal level three already that, hey, there's been an update to alchemy and monatomics. And now there's a version 1.1 available for you to download or for you to view now, you know, at your discretion. And so when you get that going on, like I said, we don't have much more time to be playing around in time. After that, things are going to start getting fun. And we're responsible for initiating that. Like, nobody's going to come and get us. Nobody's going to stop us. Like, the projections are out so far right now. Anyone that's thinking about doing that is getting done like what the U.S. is doing to the terrorists. By the way, <laughs> what the U.S. is doing to the terrorists, if you really understand who's behind the United States, is every time there's a terrorist attack that they don't want to happen, they go back in the past and they neutralize that person and then they start the future again. Because you got to think about it. And some people say, well, I don't know about that. Are you silly? I mean, this is, I accepted everything you said but that. Think about it. For a certain point in my life, I, I believe I was uh, younger in my life, and, but for years, maybe about five or six years, I was in Islam. So I'm here to tell you there's a lot of Muslims in the United States, a lot. But it's something about, first of all, the Western world that I don't care what religion it is. If a person's got to die, they're going to find a thousand scriptures of where God didn't say to do that. <laughs> it's just because that's the mentality. But that's not everyone's mentality. Some people actually believe that if they work really hard and they put all their energy and effort and what's precious to them the most into something, that it will reward them. So now you ask, ask yourself, with hundreds of thousands of these people, not one of these people have gone and done, taken something that they can get from Walmart or from uh, Home Depot and done something crazy in, in a football stadium or something, as lax as you know everything is? Why not? It's because of the time machines. It's because of that 
you're still dealing with the ones that control the reality, the last thing they want it to do is end or have something unexpected that's gonna collapse things that they've built already. So what I'm telling you is, is that there is moving around time going on right now. And when something happens that's so catastrophic that it sends ripple effects, I love when they said that, it sends ripple effects way beyond the limits, then it's rewound. Not to mention, when you activate, and this is from personal experience, what I know is going on, when you activate, at times you are moved into another world. And those worlds look just like this one's looking now. And many of the characters are still rolling, like there's a seven, there's a K. But if you were a stickler for detail, meaning that you actually were watching every single thing, like a Jeopardy person who knows Jeopardy answers, you'll see certain things that are off, certain things that are not the same way. And this is when, again, this is when you get into these higher levels, worlds start smearing. I see, and, I, I see, I see that all the time. Uh, things not being where they were a minute ago yes. and then just it's there's a constant and this is all day right it's like so yeah. I, it doesn't it doesn't phase me anymore because i know we're morphing between worlds and time so fast right now it's crazy for sure and you know the other thing kate is i was able to hone in that this happens most of the time when a sovereign one who has somehow in the future or wasn't in the future or in the past whatever you want to call it Stand, is standing in their rights, when those rights are about to be broken, they cause glitches. And these glitches, you can catch them if you're watching things, and you'll see all of a sudden, all of a sudden something will occur, and then everything will start happening opposite to what you thought was going to occur. It's like, first of all, yep. they're carting you off, and then they're all, okay, let them out. What? Like, I know that guy over there wasn't going to let him out. And you know, I had a good experience like that with my, my good friend Jason when he was here in Costa Rica. But, you know, the reality is, is that we are the reality. And when we, yep. when we take that in ourselves and we start sharing that and we better that, right? And then we just are, we're in here working on it together. Nobody knows when it's going to be done. Shit, last time I checked, it was never going to be done. But then we start that connection with each other again, that love and that ancestry, which is a big connection that when we know that, well, shoot, you know, he's talking like one of the ancestors and I sit down and listen, you know, and we all have our own stations, our own guilds. Everyone is really unique. Like there was nobody said there was anything wrong with being unique. They'll try to kill that sometime. We're all supposed to be the same. We're all in the collective. We're all supposed to be normal. Like don't fit in any of these bags. You don't have to do anything you don't want to do. But the thing is to use your intuitions about what you can achieve and where you're going especially now we're listening to really good mentors such as Kate and such as many of the individuals, like a lot of people have something to share, but also don't be afraid to move on. Meaning that always be like me personally, I'll listen for a minute and then I'm off to my own thing. But what I'm saying is, is that also realize that you have that unique ability within and all this stuff that we're talking about just gives you some of the mechanics. We're just dancing over it, but there's something that you heard that honed into exactly what you experience in, in your actuality and also things that you know are the point where you have your next level of graduation. So we laid it out, Netherworld, Foundation, Plasma, Ethereal, Vast Face, Oversoul, Clear Face, World Builder, Bridge. And then Bridge, it's no problem going back to the Netherworld again because that's what a bridge is. A bridge is gonna reach out their arms. And remember, the bridge as pillars. <laughs> People, when they see a bridge, they only see this bridge across right and there's no pillars so what well, the pillars are about the foundation that must be put in again for that to even become a bridge 
And then these foundations, for sure. <laughs> and you know, yeah, the truth is my foundation. You want to talk about a foundation? Let me tell you. Yeah, I've never had one poured this good. <laughs> for sure. I mean, and and that's you know that's so it be written, let it be done. I mean, obviously, I, I yeah. think I've I've exhausted the the conversation for today. But, uh, you know, obviously, it's, it's always amazing. It was a message that I really wanted to, to deliver. And um, are, you, are you kidding me, man? Come on. You're not here. You're not here often enough. It's like, um, well, yeah, man, I you know, you, I've so actually I started I started building this platform. And wow, what did I get myself into? Like when you build something from from somewhat of scratch, it takes a lot more than, you know, when you kind of just link into one of these networks like Ning or whatever and you start building and then uh, also, it's just the functionality. Like, we really wanted certain things, like a rating system for our spiritual answers. We wanted, uh, of course, to, to have our instructors. Obviously, you're on there, Kate. And, uh, and then we wanted to just have everything. And we wanted to really, really make it to where it was clear and people liked being there. Um, and so we, we thought about all that. We didn't, at one point, get on our, uh, well, they just better be lucky <laughs> we're doing this. Yeah. And, you know, and well, that whole just, thing started. <laughs> yeah, as far as, far as any, any, any uh, just a mental note for everybody as far as in terms of teaching or whatever. Um, I'm that really funky, hippie um, music teacher you had in grade school. Okay. <laughs> exactly. You know, and I also saw it as, and, and this is one of the main reasons why, because everyone's not on there. Uh, obviously, um, <laughs> that's what curation is about. <laughs> but, uh, I, you know, there were, there are certain things and there's, you know, the certain, the people that are on there and it's now about 15 people and it's what we're doing. We're just featuring all their work and we're pointing people to their site. And, you know, we've, we've kind of weeded out some of what was, you know, the height of some of the things that they were able to explain. But what we know is, is that those individuals have something that is so imperative to a person getting to the next stage of their consciousness. It's, um, it's so, it's, it's, exactly. It's so important for them to go through that, that experience. And these experiences that obviously I've had. And it's just been, you know, it's one journey. But, man, I've seen some stuff already. And let me know, man, I'd be laughing because... The what's really going to happen in a tense, like where we really go with all this, like where the activation come in, the whole connection with everyone and all that kind of stuff. Oh, my goodness. This is like Mormon church compared to that. <laughs> like it's like it's like Presbyterian church, you know, not this. It wasn't Baptist or Pentecostal where they may tear up the place in here. It was just, you know, that's what we're really dealing with. That's the, the scope of this. And so, you know, I'm, I'm yeah. excited. Well, my, but my my favorite part of the of the movie is the fact that uh, what I'm doing is is <laughs> screaming so much. Uh, I'm just going after dragons everywhere, uh, basically to piss the dragons off. Because what happens then is this is the this is my fun part is they start bitching about me, <laughs> but they're talking about me. Got your attention, didn't I? That's all I was after. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, oh, I, I mean, I mean, it's a big thing too because it, I mean, it that allows your reflection to live in their consciousness and and that's right. you know that's a major part of it too because you know they they I need that wake up too <laughs> i haunt them man I know it. <laughs> it's whatever you're available for <laughs> you know it's like a uh, haunt your dream like, oh man i'm dream i'm dreaming about it <laughs> yeah oh well, we take things so seriously you know this i mean it's a serious as i describe it at the table here this is the most serious comedy you will ever perform in. <laughs> That's exactly how it is. Because much of what has been created in here has been created just recently. Meaning that the whole goal of this was in something entirely different. It was only until we started getting yeah, into, 
you know, or this reality started getting into the stuff that makes it all serious and all scared and all these kind of things because in a tense, it's just the adventure. And what I know though is, is that there's an adventure that we have and we've been having and then there's been time out on the adventure. So, you know, I'm ready. I, I feel myself based on the adventure. I've found the treasure books. <laughs> Because that's yep. what it's like, too. It's like old One-Eyed Willie's treasure book around here sometimes. It's like, well, okay, well, we found some amazing stuff that we know is going to make an adventure. So it's just about, you know, revving this thing up now and, and getting us all into it. And then, of course, building where it's all going to be. And I just, if there's anything I can say in this conversation today to close is, um, or to open, I would say that, is for everyone to realize that it just so happens in this reality that whatever is going to take place, we're going to build it. So if so, it's it's a part of sovereignty. It's get like over it. yeah, it's exactly. Get ready, get ready to do it. Get used to it because it's just, that's the whole thing with sovereignty. It's like if you want power, then you figured out where the power came from, and then you piped yourself into it. It wasn't that it came from downtown and then was put into your house. But think about that just on a spiritual level, not so much as the physical level because that happens later. But that you know, there's a there's a lot of just for the listeners, there's a lot of energies that we have that we can access that lets you get up early in the morning and, you know, be to, be to bed at six just so you can get out of the, char- you got the charging station all the way up. Now, you, you know, you're doing different things in the reality. And so that's just a, a field that we're opening up more so that other people can participate in and start seeing as a part of their life, not just as some subject called spirituality. Because as that last time I checked, spirituality was just understanding uh, or, or actually a study of spirits. So I actually haven't found many people who really understand much about spirits um, but say they're spiritual. So, <laughs> yes. speaking of chart of the charge you were just talking about there, um, and, and building that that charge up for the basically dragon fire, um, laughing. This is why laughing is so yeah. powerful, keeping it light because laughing charges that up yeah. so fast and so big. Yeah. When you when you that's the yeah. You tell me one 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 comedian that can just lay waste to anybody's yeah, personality exactly because it, it's a major you, pole shifter yeah. <laughs> guess why i rat your dragons guys because i want you to be the funniest comedian on the planet <laughs> yeah oh, i mean what are you gonna and do? Then laughter oh, is, is the main thing that in the faith it just collapses everything uh from the fear level and uh i had some pretty serious situations that occurred like maybe about three weeks ago and I had the choice and it was like in slow motion. I could either went in utter terror from what I was looking at or just laugh. And I chose to laugh and it really metamorphed the whole situation into me fully realizing what I was looking at. And then in, to close here or to open, what I'll explain to people just lastly is what I was seeing is that everything, as far as the buildings, the cars, the nature and all of that, was all part of one large organism. And what it was doing is it was using all these objects to camouflage itself so that we didn't really see it because somehow we had become afraid of seeing it. And on top of that, that it was now experiencing it. Why was it doing this? It was experiencing itself through all of the things that we were creating and nothing was off the list meaning that there was nothing that was called inorganic in what I was looking at because everything that we make comes from it. And if you think I'm playing, notice how every single thing that you're looking at around you, everything was pulled from the earth. 
It's just in some other stage of synthesis. But it's still all from the earth. So on an energetic level, even though some things do resonate higher frequencies and some resonate lower frequencies, on the energetic level, it's all a part of the same thing. And this thing is conscious. Now, I wasn't able to look long enough to figure out exactly what its whole agenda was. But what I will say is that it's here with us. And I think that, you know, it was a, a very amazing experience because it just let you know, shit, if something that big is here, man, little old me. <laughs> but serious, it's like one of, those, <laughs> it's one of those things where you're just like, wow, there are some very vast states of consciousness in the experience. And then I start thinking about shit, my little old experience as, as seven, you know, this thing is like car, house, gazebo, uh, a wedding yeah. hall, etc., and having all the experiences of being that. And so I was saying to myself, and this is what got the laugh going on, if anything knows what's going on here, it should be that. <laughs> because it's just like, you know, you're, you know, you're just, you know, it's not like you're bumping into someone downtown that's going to holler at you with the same old rhetoric. <laughs> you're just, you know, you're bumping into everything that really exists on this particular planetary sphere as all the same thing for it to show you that last lesson that look, we're all one, like no matter how you look at it, like you may have blinded yourself from it, but that doesn't mean that's how it really exists. So always remember that in your mind, what is often there is a map of consciousness. But the map of consciousness is not consciousness. So let's never confuse those two. That consciousness is limitless. So what we have in our minds is a map so far. And what we're looking at is increasing that map so that we can navigate and traverse more areas professionally and, and with experience. But let us not confuse at one point. And this is how you don't end it for yourself and cap off the whole thing for yourself that we're actually experiencing all of it. Because when I went into this all of it thing, it was way more than the body could handle. The body just shut down. There's a whole vibrational frequency issue. And then I was told why, and it's because, oh, it's group. It's group think. Meaning that to access these higher, higher levels of energy, we can't do it alone. You have to connect with all the other individuals. And then when the energy comes, maybe you'll hold it. And those who have been through those kind of experiences before, they're just the early bloomers. But everyone will have that experience. You just need to be ready when it happens. And like I said earlier in this conversation, everyone's gonna have an OBE. So it's best to start dealing with that now so that way you can just already know how to switch right in and switch right out or stand at the gate you choose. So those are real choices, not black or white and all these other little microcosmic petty choices. So that's what we're getting into. We're getting into the depth. So your menu is much more vast to what your choices can really be. And then like I you said, you own the restaurant, <laughs> right? Exactly. And then on, and on that, exactly. And on that menu, there's no choice. <laughs> it's like, yo, there's a lot of choices here, but is there no choice? Oh yeah. No choices on the bottom. That just means staying out of it. <laughs> yeah, I'm neutral on this one. <laughs> right. You know? And then let the arbitrator determine it because, you know, these are, this is how we surf the board. It's like, okay, I'm going to get into this one. All right, I'm going to stay out of this one. And, you know, and you surf the board and you're causing the alchemy and the transformations based on your movements. You know well, when your nodes are. 
you know, all those kind of things. Like, think about it. You got days that you're much more effective at certain things. Your node is there. Then you got other things like certain scents, birch or heliochrism. These things in certain times of the month, the height of their, their energetics is super high. Like, you're like sitting in an orc shield that's made out of heliochrism. You see? So what I'm saying is, is don't ever think. Look here. Before you run off, <laughs> uh -huh. I want to I throw an allegory at you because it's, uh, it's been kind of a, a theme, whether you've seen it or not. I, I, I mean, it's been resonating with me the whole time. But, you know, when you speak of the, uh, the bird and the reptile, right, the, uh, th that for me is the large scale. What we're experiencing now uh, you talk about clouds, larger beings, right? That's, we have the an infinite, infinitely my, ibi uru, ibi the bird, mm -hmm. and uru the reptile. Yeah. So it's the, it's the infinite quest of the ibi uru. Yes. And when we pass through these phases, this is what the phase we're going through right now is, this is just my intuition, uh, and looking up and going, oh, neat, is that that higher being that you talk about in the spiritual sense is literally visible in an invisible state it's beautiful man it's beautiful isn't it because you're i mean and, and you're spot on with it 100 percent, kate and you've always been and it also shows us how you know like the lower part is visible while the upper part is what we call invisible but still there and this is also like when we're in this stage of lower state of consciousness i.e serpentine consciousness it doesn't mean that our bird uh, uh state of consciousness is not available and, or it's not there. And, and all the ancient symbolism, if you notice this, you'll always see, especially in the Ouroboros, many people, when they look at those symbols, they think they just see a snake. But one of those is actually a bird. And it just shows that that complete, that complete process of our, uh, um, again, the only term we can use today is evolution, but that complete process of us going up well, go, and down is, is, is go there. Go through the scales. Exactly. You mentioned the uh, serpent scales. So what yeah. we're doing in the, in the allegorical with the serpent is going through the scales of justice, yeah. the balance, the bale ants, right? Bale, the child. And um, like uh, Planet X, that's uh, just a, I did, I did a show on it just real quick. Basically what Planet X does for three days in the tomb, if you will, is it fulfills its rightful role between Earth and Mars as uh, the, the, um, the note so, mm -hmm. because that was one note missing in our solar scale. Right, we had the uh, doe, which is the sun, uh, the doe a deer, female deer, right? Then you had uh, Ray, which is Mercury, um, me, which is uh, Venus, magnetic electric source, divine feminine source. Heart is uh, Fa, which is Earth, and then Law, which is Mars, Admiralty, Marshall. There was a note. There was a note in the scale missing, hmm. and the allegory I saw come in because the Phoenician letter. Uh, for T, capital T, or truth, the law of truth, is a, a circle with an X in it, which is planet X. Mm -hmm. Right? So mm -hmm. I'm looking and, at... And it's the very deep, the X, because the X also was uh, meant five. Light. <clears throat> yeah, and, and, and light, yeah. which is a hammer. Uh, it was very symbolic to, to our hands. Um, and they say that, you know, the original, the X really is a pyramid. And, um, but the five-sided pyramid, of course, in Egypt, which was phi. And then the phi yeah. also connects mainly to the hand, which is, you know, they say even in the deeper oh, level of occultism is, is one of the most, you know, ingenious developments of our entire evolution is just this hammer. But not everyone can pick it up because it becomes Thor's hammer and attends to the power that can be welded with it. But not everyone welds power with their hands. So, I mean, a beautiful story. So I would just love to sit yeah. in there all Gemini. day. Gemini. 
Jim, Jim and I, you and I found the hammer, bitch. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm playing. I've got my five A fingers or five and key rows. My Christ consciousness power from the Gemini spirit, hands, lungs, trees of life, ash, baby. <laughs> yeah, I got the shit. We're good. Yeah, let's play. I love playing with you, Seven. Oh, man, you're so <laughs> you know, man, that's what I was saying. I, I, I can really just sit I, in there, man, and tuck in. Like I really want to get. That's why I said I got to get a little bit more weathered in this, though. Like I get so excited, and it's great. Like trust me, I I know it's great. But how I, how I've always improved myself is still sitting back and be like, man, but. When you get back there like uh, like a James Earl Jones or something like that and just start really going in on, you know, I also, it's funny you mentioned the comedians because, um, you know, some of the best comedians in the world, they have this character <clears throat> and it's just so nonchalant and it's really what allows them to stay relaxed so much that they can go into that space where they're very quip. Like, you know, they say something and it's funny and then somebody says something back and then they crack another joke on top of that and then it's like, but it's because of that, that complete, uh, it's not grasping. It's kind of like what we were talking about with the clear face. It's like, okay, whatever comes, it's easy for me to send it back by uh, waiting for it to get here and then observing it rather than trying to anticipate what's going to be next. So it's interesting because, like I said, the, the, all of this works on multiple levels. Like you'll probably find people that will take this to better their, uh, their relationships and with their, uh, their loved ones. You'll find people taking this to better their business uh, rapport. You'll find people taking this to, to, uh, to help them develop and to invent. Like it, it has those kind of uses because it's truth, as you were saying, that capital T. And, uh, well, here, I got uh, to jump in here only because we've got about a minute and a half left. I okay. just want to say this one thing. You, uh, um, my, my favorite conversations are the ones I don't have with you. And that's when you come on the show. And I don't have to because you're already speaking. And I, I'm having this beautiful conversation with you in my mind. As you're talking, I'm, I'm just, yeah, okay, and check that. and do, Oh, yeah, look at this. And <laughs> I, I am just sailing and weaving in between everything you're saying. So thank you for that. You're my favorite conversation where I don't have to say anything. I love it. <laughs> I like that. It just kind of fulfills both, uh, both aspects of our being. <laughs> I know. It's so I just want to hilarious. say for sure wholeness and balance to everyone. And, and obviously you can check us out at Secret Energy now. And put your email address in there. You'll receive a notification of when things open. But obviously, you'll know anyway because we'll, we'll blast it out everywhere and let everyone know. But, man, it's just been beautiful being with the family, especially all the listeners. I mean, they really listen in. Oh, and, yeah. and, of course, we share that collective frequency because, you know, we're right here with each other. And, and just know, like I said, that I'll take whatever it takes, baby. Like, you know, if we got to go ahead and shake this thing up again with some, with some powerful words, whatever it takes, you know, once I start seeing... Well, I know uh, you're... I, I, I know you're busy with your adventures and stuff, but you know you have home. It's always yeah. here, and it's always here waiting, right? So Yeah, home It's base. all beautiful. It's all beautiful. Oh, Seven, thank you so much for jumping in tonight. Just oh, well, beautiful you're more stuff. more than welcome. Tonight. Well, guys, that, that was good, guys, too, Kate, because, you know, you get a chance for one night to, because, you know, the dedication is just, you know, amazing. Like, I trust me, I understand all the, understand all the dynamics. Thank you for using Blog Talk Radio. <laughs> Goodbye. There she go.